three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. And welcome in to episode number one millionth of Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. That makes it a special edition, right? right. <laughs> He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Of course, he is the main event. By the way, you really fucked up by not saying uh, welcome to the 25th anniversary edition of Jobbing Out. I mean, we, we, we could have done it. AJ is going to lesson Vent. me on how, give me a lesson Vent. on how I fucked up. AJ, AJ, AJ knew we were taping at four Vent. today. He literally planned an entire Saturday's worth of activities for during the time no, that we agreed fact, to tape. Factually inaccurate. I planned all of to do everything that I had to do well, at least you're at least you're not cutting out the equipment I needed. So. Yeah, at least you're not cutting out on top of it. At least that's not happening because that would be awful if that were the case. That, me. That, that would make it really difficult if you were if you were giving me shit about what I did while you were cutting out. Blow me! God damn it! Well, maybe today did we've that got. Cut out? What's that? Yeah, they did actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, if it was something really hilarious, we completely missed it because it cut out. That's what it is. I, I we will uh, we will yeah, all right you no you've got that part yes. you've got that part figured out um all right we will uh, we'll hope to have a full show for you today uh including picks for the Royal Rumble as well as for NXT Takeover Philadelphia on Saturday night our buddy Steve Miggs is back with us this week and then uh, next week uh, no sorry not also this how many is the following week the week that defy yeah right like right that's the following week it's Super Bowl week isn't it. Yeah. February 2nd. Yeah. So I had that right. I shouldn't doubt myself. Next week is Defy X. It's the big one-year anniversary party for Defy Wrestling out in the Pacific Northwest. Of course, our boy Miggs is the announcer for Defy. And uh, Matt Seidel, the former Evan Bourne. You remember him from his days in WWE, and he's been just about everywhere. Matt Seidel is going to be a part of it, and he is scheduled to join us on this week's show as well. So looking forward to that. Um, all right, uh, let's talk about what happened this week. We'll begin with the 25th anniversary of Raw. I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't. I think it's a big mistake for us to spend much time at all talking about Enzo. And I'm just going to tell you that right off the, 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 the bat. I don't think there's anything to be said. Well, I don't think there's stuff- anything to be discussed about Enzo. If you want to talk about what they're going to do on 205 Live, if you want to talk about any of that stuff, I have no problem with that. I think that anybody who's spending time talking about Enzo and sharing opinions is an idiot. I think you deserve everything that comes to you because you have no idea what you're talking about. So I, I would like to make an executive decision. The whole situation sucks. It's awful for anybody that was wronged in the process. But there is nothing to be gained for us to sit back and talk about what happened with Enzo. So in this, I will say, have you, seen, have you seen the YouTube video? I've seen every, all of it. All of it. I have no idea. And none of it, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. And that's what I want to keep saying. I don't want to talk about it on one side. I don't want to talk about it on the other side because nobody knows anything. So that process will adjudicate itself. The WWE has fired Enzo Amore. It's, that's what it is. That's just what it is. That's where we're at. 
the, the legal process will play out, and he will have the ability to try to defend himself. And whatever, if, if it works the other way, if he ends up suing this girl, he'll whatever happens. But I just don't, this is, I, I, I see nothing, we don't know what we're talking about yeah, here. There, there is the, I, I do want to bring up one point about it. And that's the fact that people are saying, you know, how can he be fired before this goes through the process? If what, you know, some of the reports, and again, we're, we're kind of, we are going a little bit into the dark here. It does seem WWE had no idea about it, and that's the biggest reason he was fired, is that he did not disclose the fact that he's been under investigation for three months. Yeah, I mean, that's... And, and I, I want that clear, because I, I think a lot of people are missing that point. I don't think that's been missed. I think overwhelmingly there have been well, plenty I've, of people I've, like I've you been, that have felt the need that they needed to share that with other people. Well, I've, I've also dumb. gotten the, the I, how can he be fired yeah, thing. I, so. Look, man, that, that's their business, and that's something they're going to handle. I don't think it's something that, that benefits us in any way to discuss. Um, in any way, I don't think it's going to help us by trying to go anywhere with that. So I think we need to move on. And I have no problem talking about what it means as far as wrestling is concerned. Right. What it means as this far is a as wrestling show. Yeah, what it means as far as two hundred five live is concerned, dude. When you when you build an entire television program around one person, when you make the show about one person, when you throw everything you have behind one guy, and that guy is now gone for any reason, it's a huge problem. I mean, that's there's there's no getting around that. And when, by the way, it was flimsy to begin with, even with that one guy, like. They have a huge problem on their hands when it comes to 205 Live. I, I get the idea is they're going to end up naming a new general manager, and we'll see how that goes. But Who do you think it's going to be? Let, let, I mean, let's discuss it. Let, let's go down this road. What, what does this mean? Who's the new GM? Where do they go with the title? Uh, I think it would make sense for them to go gold dust for the general manager. I mean, there's no reason for him to actually be a wrestler anymore, A, and there's no reason for him to wrestle on 205 Live. I think that's a seamless transition. I hear you. Um, I don't know that necessarily that's going to be enough to make people give a shit. Um, and I think that's the real problem that you have right now is that you literally have to now have something that makes people watch your show. And, yep. I, you know, with all due respect to people that are talking about Ricochet, you guys are fucking insane. Nobody knows who Ricochet is. It, you need to get somebody that, that will make the average WWE fan want to tune into that show. Um, there the, is no. Well, I mean, if you're saying that Ricochet's, if you're talking about as a champion not as a gm i'm talking about as anything right. as a I, I, focal I, 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 point I, of the program that's fine then then there as far as someone the wwe knows unless they can go out and get ray mysterio and in which yeah. case they would be insane to put him on 205 live um well i don't think i necessarily agree with that I, why would they be insane to put him on 205 because live? i think that ray mysterio's value is way more on the main roster because i Except that they might not necessarily need that right now on the main roster. It might very well be that if they still think the 205 Live can be a thing, that they have far more need for okay, him well, there th- th- than th- they th- have for him. R- barring Rey Mysterio, there is almost nobody they can put on there that would make people give a damn. Um, if, if you're saying that Ricochet isn't enough. If, if you're saying well, he's that not. Bar- you oh, can't I, argue and, that he is. I'm not, I'm not trying to argue yeah. that, that. I'm saying it's Rey Mysterio or nobody as far as who you can put in there to make people care. Um... As far as a GM is concerned, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm, not, I, I'm talking about anybody. I'm talking about right. whether it's for the champion or the GM. Well, and by the way, I think that they should be willing to consider somebody that might be able to do both or might be a threat, like somebody they can establish right. as a GM that maybe isn't also a weekly performer but who could be a threat and could be part of why you tune in for the show is because that person might be someone who considers Sort of like Austin wrestling. Aries was on commentary, so you were kind of... Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. Um, I think... And I, I don't know. Has Christian ever said for sure that he would never wrestle again? He has not, but it seems to be a, a, a doctors won't clear him situation. 
I mean, I would need to know more about that, right? Because right. that to me would be in a, a direction that they could go if they wanted to find somebody that's 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 you know popular within the company. He's well liked, obviously. He does shows for them. They brought him out and gave him a platform Monday right. night. And would fit the 205 Live. He's a former light heavyweight champion, in fact, or yes. a, cr- a cruiserweight he's, champion. He's someone whatever. who I definitely would have, you know, would um, think of as GM as long as he's willing to do it. Right. And, and if there's the threat that he could be a competitor at some point, that if you bring him in as general manager and okay. have him be entertaining Christian for a little while, but then leave out sort of dangle that, you know, by the way, don't forget, if you, if you can be my guy, but if, if you don't do right, I'm going to be happy to come in and take that right off of you, something along those lines. I think that that would serve you well. I got to be honest with you. It 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 really worries me that the best they could do this week in the immediacy of this is we're going to announce a general manager next week. There's a, I guess not going to be a championship match this weekend, right. which seems really dumb. Um, that it just seems insane to me, and it really makes me wonder if this isn't just, dude, we we got nothing left here. There's just we've we've bled everything that we can bleed out of this. And it's not working, and at some point we just have to call it off because... Unless the new GM is Vince McMahon. I mean, okay, but would that... I mean, I... Yes. Would it? The answer is yes. Would, would it would it be a little bit? Of, would it be as much? It would probably be more of a boost than Christian. Well, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But I'm saying. Oh no! Do do I mean, long term? Oh. What does what does having Vince McMahon as the GM of 205 Live do? Nothing. What, but, right. but but long term, I don't think Christian. I don't think Christian. Well, I think the so. only way. Well, that again, I, I, it has I don't to do with think that. he's wrestling. If he's not wrestling, then it doesn't work. Agreed. But if there's the threat that he might wrestle, then long time it could I, long term it could work. Or long term. What being, about what about what about Daniel Bryan? So you're taking him away from SmackDown, or are you having him do both? No, he he do both. Um, that's fine. And again, you're throwing in the threat that he could perform at some point, but. I, it just doesn't. I don't. I don't think the GM is. I. I think. Quite frankly, I think what they need to do is they need to. I mean, I, I've said this a couple times. Like they almost have to pre- do a hard reset right now. Like they need to figure out a long. Like they need to lay it out right now. What is our next six months? What are our next nine months of two hundred five live? I don't think it necessarily matters who the GM is. I think they would be nice to have a name. But I don't think it's necessary. Well, I need, they need to have some reason why you're turning tuning well, in. Well, and, and I think that you need to revisit. You know, I think you need to get maybe some fresh blood, like a Ricochet in there. I know, I know, he's not doing it we're, on his own. We're gonna keep using I, the I'm word, saying, the name Ricochet. I've heard it a million times from people in the last couple of days. You guys, I love you. You are internet nerds. You have to stop pretending like Ricochet I'm, is gonna make and, somebody watch Two Hundred Five Live. Anyone, I don't think anything is making anyone watch Two Hundred Five Live in the immediate future. I think you need a hard reset, and I think you need to build Two Hundred Five Live back up, and you need to get a a established okay here's why you're watching 205 live we might take a hit we might re- you know it's a rebuilding phase in my mind we might take a hit for the next few months but we are going to do the best we can with this we're going to put on a good product and eventually people are going to catch on to the fact that you know what this might be a decent product they tried that for a year but i don't think they i, I mean i think they've done a shitty job with it what they're going to do i think they should do is they is what i think they're going to do is they're going to like Aaron said hit the reset button in the way that, like, the reason 205 Live came about was the Cruiserweight Classic. So, you have this new GM set up a tournament for the title. Um, that's well and good, but coming out of the Cruiserweight Classic, they couldn't... That, the, the best, an awesome event that everybody was tuned in for couldn't attract eyeballs to 205 Live. No, so, it did initially. For, like, a week. Like, it, it didn't mean, last. It did not... I say eyeballs. It's unfair. 
people were watching, but it wasn't sustaining the success that they came out of the two the, the cruiserweight classic with. It was not. It wasn't as if no one was watching. It's unfair to say nobody is watching because I could say nobody is watching a lot of things. When the truth right. is, you know, there's enough people watching it that, that you can sell it, that you can do a lot of things with it. I'm not suggesting I want them to give up on 205 Live, but I don't know what it is. If it didn't work the first time, if you felt so little about your own show coming out of the first one that you just abandoned everything you were doing and said, all we're going to do is throw the show behind one guy. By the way, which we all agreed with. Well, not you because you're stupid. But AJ and I certainly agreed with at the time. This was the best thing you could do is give an established star the entirety of the show. Make the show, build a show around an established star. The problem is I don't see somebody. Is Ty Dillinger that guy? No. No. I mean, he's not Enzo, but would people give a shit if Ty Dillinger was on 205 Live next week? Yeah, they would. Uh, for a week. Like, I, I don't think that it would be I mean, be I get long. it. You can't recreate Enzo. That's the problem. You had one. You had one guy that you could do this with in your entire company, and that was Enzo Amore. That's the one guy that you had that was larger than life, that had that level of personality that people gave a shit about, that did their, you know, the whole thing. But if you want to make it work... I, I, don't, I sure as shit don't know what you're doing with Ty Dillinger on SmackDown right now. So why wouldn't you throw Ty Dillinger on 205 Live? Why wouldn't you literally start taking everybody on the main roster that isn't regularly killing it at some level and throwing them on 205 Live as well as whatever show they're on? Do everything in your power to try to make it work that way. So you've got to give them people something to watch. Something's got to get them to tune in next you week. Know, I, I almost wonder if the, the solution is you make this so different from everything. You know, you go back to what made the Cruiserweight Classic work. You don't, you know, we, we complain that they didn't give enough characters. They didn't, you know, such and such a thing. What if it's just straight competition the entire time? What if it's something completely different from what we're seeing? Where it's not storylines, not and characters, yeah. not necessarily, but we have a UFC ranking system. We have all sorts of things where you're going there and you're going to see these crazy guys. You bring in, you know, big name fans cases on a weekly basis that you can like i'm just again like you're 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 absolutely right 205 live is not going to be fixed immediately no matter what they do they can put ty dillinger they could put ray mysterio there and it might give some short-term gain but if it's not drastically changed i don't think that it's going to have long-term success and it might just be that it just it won't have long-term and that success. might be the answer and, and that might be it but i i think that if you're looking for what is going to sustain this six months from now? It, it's not putting Ty Dillinger on the show. It's it's a total revamp of what two hundred five. You say that. You say that. But I'll I'll make the argument against it as as AJ gives directions. Um, the argument mm. against what you're saying is that Ty Dillinger is someone who is popular, who is well liked, who's who's known, and could be a commodity that people would give a shit about if given an opportunity to to be on his own show. The problem yep. again being. You have to continue to push him on SmackDown as well. It can't just be that these guys exist on their own. And that's been the biggest mistake of 205 Live is the notion that these guys only exist within their own world. It's stupid. Every time that 205 Live has mattered more, it's been because you've allowed them to also exist within the greater WWE universe because of Enzo Amore, because of Sasha Banks, because of whoever it was. Whenever they were involved with other stars when 205 Live was its most relevant. That's something they needed to do for a long time. They continue to not want to do that. I don't know who's telling them that that's the best way to build this. It's not worked. Stop it. And they know that because they're the ones that put other stars in there and see that it's more relevant when they do that. So I, 
I, I don't. I, Ty Dillinger would be the first thing I would do, but I'm not saying it because I think Ty Dillinger alone so, saves 205 Live or solves 205 Live. I'm saying that if there's somebody currently that exists on the main roster that I think could be relevant and could help them, I think Ty Dillinger would be that guy that I would be willing to say, you know what? Let's try it. Let's see if he's not an embraceable star on 205 Live, unlike some of the other guys that we rolled over there that didn't have the same likability quotient. I, I mean, you can bring up Kalisto being liked. He was liked, but he wasn't an indie darling the way that Ty Dillinger was sort of a, the internet loved him. You know what I mean? I NXT would, darling. Yeah, as a yeah NXT yeah. darling, right, yeah. correct. I would be more inclined to give Ty Dillinger that crack than, and, and think that it would pay off than it would when you tried it with Kalisto. I just, I, I don't think that was ever going to well, work. Well, Kalisto was never going to work. So, um, As far as the 25th anniversary of Raw itself, the complaint is... From that people, people are fucking stupid. Well, no, the complaint is from the people that that were at the Manhattan Center that we paid a boatload of money for tickets and nothing happened here. Um, and that's not, that's not true. It's not wholly true. It's certainly it, it was when they started the chant. It was it was a little more true than it was by the end of the night. right in the first hour of the show. They for got two hours. They, they got, got like one. Well, they got one weird promo. Right. That's what they got for the first hour of the show. It was one weird promo that still doesn't make a lick of sense. No. Um, I, at the end of the night, yeah, I mean, I they think got the, they literally got the Generation X passing over too sweet to the club, and they're complaining yeah, I mean, about what they got. Right, by the I end fucking of the... hate wrestling fans. <laughs> okay, but you also didn't pay the, the exorbitant amount of money to get those. Minutes. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right because I've never paid thousands of dollars to be fourth row at WrestleMania. Yeah, you're there's right. a little bit difference in <laughs> WrestleMania. Six hours of action, and right half of a show, here. not even half of a I'm show. Just, I'm got... just pointing out the fact that I have spent a lot of money on tickets. So, yes, but you everyone paid. there can. Sometimes you spend money on shit you didn't. It wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. Oops. Well, that's true. That's a great point. I've uh, but, I've done that myself. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the big argument is what they had announced. Bought tickets to see Ray LaMontagne a few years ago. <laughs> really regretted that decision. Uh, you know, they they had announced you know it's going to be five hours of action, two hours from the Hammerstein, three hours from the Barclays Center, and and stuff like that. And they got literally even with the DX thing, they probably got. 30 minutes, it was, if that. I, I, somebody did the math. It was like 45 minutes. Whatever. I, again, that was the complaint. I, the show itself was fine. I think the it was only, fine. I think the only disappointing part is that... It, it was good. I'm not hearing this fine bullshit just because there wasn't some major overarching storyline. But I think that's... The, I think the, the... That's the dumbest reason. It's not... Oh, yeah, it is... It wasn't... It wasn't... Raw, like, the point of Raw 25 was the nostalgia of it. That's why you start with Stone Cold giving the McMahon stunners. But he, then how is that different than any other old school rock? They were, were advertising it. They were building okay. this. They were going on Fallon. They were going on everything. And they were advertising this as this was the big deal over the Rumble. They were advertising this. They weren't advertising the Rumble. This was supposed to be a really big... They don't big have to advertise the Rumble, Aaron. It's the Rumble. That's like saying they don't have to advertise Mania. It's Mania. When they go out and they do all the mainstream promotion for Mania. My point being, if you have two shows in the same week as, any, as I have done as a marketer and a promoter, if you have one show, like let's say, for instance, you have Fat Trail at the show, and you know Fat Trail's going to bring out a crowd, so you don't have to market that one as much. You market the one where you have somebody else that you don't really know that well on the, on the show. That's the one you promote. That's the one you market. That's marketing 101. You're done. Oh, but, oh, but, but hang on. We... There's some truth to that. I've marketed a lot of things myself, too. And, and even some of the things that you think are going to do well, you market as well because you want them to do better. I mean, like I'm I, not saying I'm not saying you don't market it at all, but Aaron's pretending that they didn't 
at all talk about Royal Rumble at all. No, my my point is this: the is they made a big deal weeks. about Raw 25. They made a bigger deal about it than they did for past Raws. They did it made that for past nostalgic Raws. They made this out to be a very very <laughs> because big deal. none of the other Raws have been because this is the biggest one they've ever had, Aaron. That's why it's the most. That's why they made the biggest Well, if it's, it. if it's the biggest Raw they've ever had, then they needed to do more than nostalgia. If this is supposed to be the biggest Raw that they've ever had why? in the history of Raw, it needs to be more than this. Because 1.5 million people to, at more tuned in this week, and they don't have any reason to tune in next week because the nostalgia is not going to be there. That's not true at all. Did you not watch the Miz and Roman Reigns match? Did you not see that? Did you not see how they built and they put Bray Wyatt over to try to build him up again? Like, there are... There are a lot of things that came out of this show that are important. There were little... I don't know if there were a lot of things that, that were important. Yes, the, Miz winning the title was great, but it's not something... You know, you, I go back to Raw 1000. It's not something that makes people tune in. Literally, how they built the match when Miz was coming out, their exact words were, he just got his own TV show on USA Network. Is that is that really going to, to make people tune in to know that he has a, re, a, a reality star, has a reality show? Like, is that I'm, really... What? What do you... Yes! More women watch wrestling now because of Total Divas than before it, Aaron. That's a fact. So, but but you think that those were the people, the, the nostalgia-based women are the ones who are wa- the, watching it? They, I assu- they got 1.5 extra people. What? I assume it was the people who were what tuning were in for the about? nostalgia. The people who were tuning in, they got one point, so they had uh, 4.5 million people tuned in this week, as opposed to the 3 million that generally tune in. So they got 1.5 million extra people. How many of that do you think were the people who were tuning in because of Miz has a reality show. What? That's not. That's not what I said. I, what that's I said what I'm saying is they, that you needed they, to they, give them more for those people who tuned in because of nostalgia to then come back. For example, Raw 1000. You got at the end of the oh, night. You know, so CM Punk. More. So you need to give them more. Yes. You need to give, you them, need to you give needed people to give more. An interco- you needed to give them an intercontinental title match that was. By the way, who who had the best match of the week this week? He had the the, the one match on Raw. He had the best one. Yes, Roman Reigns got it. Check. That's not true. You just lied. There were four matches on Raw. Stop being a bitch and accept that I'm right. <laughs> Second of all, um, uh, Roman Reigns had the best match on Raw. It was a fantastic match for the Intercontinental title. You build up the Miz and Roman in the process. People are going to tune back in because of Roman and the Miz. You have Bray Wyatt and uh, uh, Matt Hardy doing their weirdo stuff, and it has people like, oh, I'm intrigued by what's going on here. That's weird. Maybe I'll check that out next week. You have the club coming in as the new age DX, basically. That I will give you. That was the and, mo- that was the biggest people and, who got put over the most and, on the show. That's not even true. Miz got put over no, the most. No, they didn't. No. No. Not to the... Yes, I, I think is. that Miz beating Roman yes, matters less than DX Miz putting over... Yeah, I think that's. I think you you are belittling that. That's a big deal. I, that's a big for, deal. For the one point five who weren't tuning in normally, I, I'm saying I'm saying for the nostalgia people, the DX pass you know passing the torch was a bigger deal. All right, all right I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one. No, it's not. And I'm gonna ask you one question to prove that it's not. Um, before Monday, would you say of that one point five million people, how many of them knew Finn Balor and how many of them knew The Miz? Um, of those one point five million. I would assume probably a few more knew the Miz just because they were they would tune in for these nostalgia oh, things. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So wait. So so, so how is have, so wait? How is how is having, so so those? Let me finish and I'll tell you. So having those guys, one point five million of them watching, a lot of them knowing who the Miz is, right? 
So yep. they see the Miz. They see the Miz. They, they might even know the Miz when he was a little piece of shit. Maybe they watched, you know, eight years ago when he was shitted on all the time. Okay. Right. They watch now. Yep. They see his career now. Mm-hmm. They hear Booker T talking about how he's been so great over the past ten years. They talk about how uh, he has this new reality show coming out. He's a reality star already on Total Divas. Uh, they talk about all that, and then he pins the Golden Boy in the middle of the ring. Yes. And I, 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 I still think Finn Balor getting put over by DX was was bigger. Yeah, I, 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 don't I don't know why. I, I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of that. I think that there's. Uh, let me let me come back for a second. Here's the only area where I agree with, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play Switzerland. Split, split, split the difference I'm gonna, here. I'm gonna play Switzerland here. I in think in general, based on how the show was built up and how I thought it would have made sense to do it, based on the fact that you had a unique pay per view this weekend where you had less blow offs, was to have more of what we saw between Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, where you were able to use the 25th anniversary Raw as essentially a pay per view. That you were making it bigger than just just Raw this week. It was a legitimate, bigger-than-that type of event to blow things off because you can't blow them off at the Royal Rumble because you only have a few matches at the Royal Rumble. I think it would have been well-served to have more of that on this show. Now, you're trying to do a lot of things, and I get that. In three hours, you're both trying to give the people the nostalgia factor that they want as well as trying to use it the best way possible to benefit your guys, and it's not easy to do that. I think it could have had a bigger feel than what it ultimately ended up having. And maybe part of the reason is because they would have been better served just doing it in one location with everybody kind of there, wherever that location was. All that being said, no, it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't by any stretch of the imagination a you know a, a disappointing show. I think that the biggest thing that sticks in, in my crawl is... The big moment that we should have gotten should have been The Undertaker's return, and it was worthless. It was a waste. You learned nothing in The Undertaker's return. And that is a huge disappointment in what should have been the biggest moment of the night. The guy that you thought was retiring at WrestleMania last year finally appears to address whether or not he's actually retiring, and you learned nothing in his return. So that part to me is going to bug me. It's going to bug me because I think that you could have had something one way or the other that would have stood out as a big moment from the night from as far as your build, your wrestling thing. That's going to bug me. But outside of that, it probably is better than people are giving it credit for. That's probably true. I do think that they were well served. I think The Miz is really well served from getting a pin over Roman Reigns. I think that's big to get a pin and and for what it's worth, it's not a clean pin, but it's damn close. It's close to a clean pin. It's yeah, that, damn that was close about as close to a clean pin as they would ever while. allow. Right? Yeah. They would ever allow the Miz to get in that situation. So I, I'm I'm sort of splitting hairs here on all of this. The biggest thing that for me that bothered me about the night was the Undertaker. You can't build up a guy's return for that long to only have it be we have no idea what just happened here. It, it, that that was it was what was that? We have no idea what was happening because people kept chanting during his speech and fucking him up. Well, so do you think he would have done something different? Do you think there was a plan for that? No, but the thing, the whole thing is disjointed because of how annoying fans happen to be. Like, literally every segment, everybody at the Hammerstein Ballroom is bitching about, oh, we didn't get this, oh, oh, we should have got more at our show, blah, 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 blah. But they spent the whole time not shutting the fuck up. What, what, what do you think the play? so... 
so are you saying that he had a different plan to say something else, and then he he called an audible no, as they started? But, chan- no, but no, but the promos not the promos always worse when he has to stop and gets cut off by the audience. So, so what, what was the point of it then? Well, okay, but yeah, I'll go to I'll go to the, that. The, the point of it is that fact that it's the Undertaker on Raw twenty five. I don't understand why we're ignoring Raw twenty five. It's in and of itself is a bubble. I don't understand why that's such a problem to comprehend. Because literally the show the show started with Stone Cold. I, I understand that because you're accepting that Stone Cold hasn't been around. He's only here for nostalgia's sake. We don't know what the Undertaker is here for. The Undertaker nostalgia's sake. The, the, but do you know that? So so he's not going to be yes, back at mo- wrestle. So he's done. He's done. I mean, he left his fucking gear in the ring. So I so why did so done. why did Jr. say that was a warning for the rest of the locker room at the end? I have no idea. Why did why did why did uh, Jerry the King Lawler say he wanted to see some puppies right after the uh, Good Women? Yeah, that probably that probably was a big yeah, mistake. That, on that, that was part a really well. no, but but that was probably a mistake. But based on what Jr. said and based on the tweet WWE sent out, you know, like recapping the promo, I said, "Oh, listen to this ominous message from it." That promo seems to be the message they're trying to put out there is Undertaker is is still around. He's back and and he's warning the locker room when that promo didn't really say that at all. Well, I, and I don't. By the way, I don't care if he's retiring or if he's not. I, just I make just, it clear, right? Something. This is the first time we've seen you since what appeared to be your retirement. What we all thought was your retirement, and yet I still don't know if you're retired or not. I still don't know what you're doing. Um, and this was the first opportunity we got to see him, and that's going to leave that promo will leave a bad taste in my mouth because we got nothing from it. We got no clarity whatsoever. But again, if it was just the Undertaker showing up to be the Undertaker, that two years ago wouldn't have mattered because there was no thought that he was retiring. It was him showing up, and now we'll find out who he's going to face at WrestleMania next month. I don't know. You've given hugely mixed signals when it comes to the Undertaker, and you didn't address anything the first time we got to see him on television afterwards now somebody might say well that means you got to tune in the next time he turns in and maybe there's something to be said for it but it's still going to leave a bad taste in my mouth when part of what i was excited about was seeing the undertaker and getting clarity about whether or not the undertaker was actually retired that's going to bug me we're going to grab a break because we need to get steve miggs on to make some picks for royal rumble um that's what we're going to do next we'll make our picks i'm glenn he's aaron and he's the main event aj francis this is jobbing out They say you're only as strong as the company you keep. The U.S. Army keeps you in strong company. If you want to stand out, the Army can give you the training you need. To take advantage of the strong options waiting for you, visit GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at www.GoArmy.com slash impact. They're strong, then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. King is born. Back in here for segment number two, it is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event, AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, and he's back, he is the fourth Mike of Jobbing Out, he is our buddy Steve Miggs from 99.9 KISW out in Seattle, what's going on Miggs? Not much, just taking a leak right now in, in the spirit of AJ <laughs> Francis, what feeling pretty good. Dick. What? Nice. Dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I did like last week when he was like, "Hey, got to take a leak." You told me to. Te- he said, "What a dick!" God, I hate you. Um, everything good in your world? I mean, God, everything is so crazy out there. So I, catch everybody up on all of your millions of podcasts and millions of wrestling shows, and you're like a goddamn Dude. conglomerate out that way. 
Uh, I just am knee deep in independent wrestling out here in the Northwest, but you know, dude, it's all great stuff. I mean, we got the 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 Defy X, which is like the big one year anniversary. Joey Janela is going to be there. Shane Strickland. I mean, it's, it's uh, Matt Matt Seidel is going to be there. Oh, by the well. way, I don't think King. you know this, but Matt Seidel is joining us uh, here in, in segment number three, and we figured you'd stick around to chat with him. So. Dude, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll be chatting talk with Matt Seidel. Talk about his ayahuasca experience, man. What's that? He took ayahuasca and that, like, changed his whole life. I don't even know what that is. What is ayahuasca? It's, a, it's, like, it's like mushrooms <laughs> on steroids. It's wait, like, wait, 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 wait. How does this yeah. change his life? Yeah. This sounds like what this he's been like, like for the past decade. Yeah, this sounds like what you do when you go to Burning Man. <laughs> no, dude, like, a lot of people will go to Peru and it's called a learning plant there. It's not done for recreational. It's not done for fun. You go there to learn about yourself. You see your own death. Some people do. What the fuck? And, and it's, it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's, a, it's an eye-opening experience. And yeah, Matt Seidel went there, took ayahuasca, and that, like, that's why he's reborn. That's like the whole premise. That, of, that after, sounds... After the WWE stuff fell apart, he went there, and that opened up his eyes, and that gave him a whole new love of wrestling. All right, uh, sounds and right. He's, and, he, and he's very willing and free to talk about it. It's it's fascinating, but a lot of people go there to experience something outside of their own world and get inside their own body. No and, shit. And that's what ayahuasca does. I, I I would love to do it, but I just don't have the money to go to. Yeah, Peru. right. <laughs> I don't think most of us do. Well, that's cool. We'll talk so, to yeah, Matt. I get, but it's, I guess it's insane. It's like taking like if you ever taken like a hallucinogenic and you have those moments that are kind of spiritual. It's like that even to the next level. You Some keep... people even do it to get off of, like, hard drugs. It's wow. insane. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, we'll t- I look uh, forward to it. As you can tell, I like to do hallucinogenics. Yeah, right? So it's you exciting. really... It's a, I've it's never... a topic that's near and dear to me. I have <laughs> never heard you more excited about anything than you were talking about ayahuasca. <laughs> like, well, like... Well, Pearl... you took acid, so that's how, that's how I do dropping out on acid. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's probably better that way. Uh, by the way, Pearl Jam could be in this room right now, and Steve Miggs wouldn't be as excited as he was talking about ayahuasca right now. All right. Um, Oddly enough, I had an ayahuasca conversation with Eddie Vedder many years ago, and he was very excited to talk about it. This effing guy. <laughs> this effing guy. All right. So um, we're going to make our picks for both Saturday night and uh, TakeOver as well as Sunday night and the Rumble. Uh, AJ, do you want to explain this, this, this crazy bet concept that you came up with? Are you there? Uh, yes. Yeah, sure. okay. So right. my – hello? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Go ahead. Hello? All right, cool. Um, uh, you know, we're all going to be at Mania together, and um, I think that we should add, like, just like at Mania Crawl, um, it's me versus Jamie 2, um, the rematch, but I think that we should establish the first ever jobbing out Rumble, and uh, the winner of this pick is going to be able to get to go over, and we'll be able to tell the stories. It doesn't have to just be us. Any of our listeners can be in it. Um, just, you know, it'll be a cool little video that we can do. And the winner of the Royal Rumble picks is the person that's going to get to go. I mean, sure. It sounds good to me. I can't wait if this happens to work out that way that Aaron gets to throw AJ. That's over, right. Uh, I mean, Jesus. I know. Christ. That's what, that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> I know, right? If Aaron, if Aaron does it, I'm going to, I'm going to take a sweet chin music over the ropes. I mean, I'm, I love it. I love it. All, All right. in. So that's what we're doing. That's uh that's our bet this time around. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, my I idea. I want to work on my balance, dude. I want to work on my balance. I want to have a Kofi Kingston. I was gonna say someone, day. someone's gonna skin the cat. By the way, I'm definitely going to end up breaking my neck in this process. Like, I just want that to be very clear. Is, are we, can we agree that we try to do this before we're as shit faced as I know we're going to be? Well, oh, you, you said because, you, wait. You said Janela was at Defy X, right, Nix? 
Yeah, yeah. Can, can you talk to me about getting us on uh, the <laughs> yeah. spring break? Joey Janela's spring break, right? What's going on with Joey Janela's spring break? I don't even know. Oh, fri- Friday at midnight. It's his second annual show, and it's always this like ridiculously crazy show. Just like uh, last time he wrestled the Invisible Man, so he inve- wrestled nobody and just like random matches you know, and random things. We know a lot of people. Shouldn't somebody allow us to use their ring for this silly video at some point during Mania weekend? You would think. Like, can we get that coordinated that somebody lets us have a ring? Yeah, then there's probably insurance issues, oh, though, for, for using an God actual ring. It. I hate everything. Yeah. All right. all right, whatever. But, you know. All right, let's get to the picks. Um, as always, we'll pick uh, all of the matches that we know as of right now. There is an unknown match that's still uh, to be announced as we're taping on Wednesday. There's going to be another match announced tonight on NXT, but we just don't know what it is as of right now. So we're just leaving it out. We're just leaving it out altogether. We've got plenty of things to pick, and... The Rumble picks are complicated. So we'll pick NXT, okay. then we'll pick the Rumble. Um, Miggs is not a guest. He's just part of what we do here. So we just go in order. AJ will be first, me second, Aaron third, and then Miggs fourth. All right? Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, first match, uh, Alistair Black versus Adam Cole. AJ. Oh, it's on me. I will go... Um, I'm going to go... This is so hard because you can go really either way. Uh, uh, Alistair Black already won a match between the two of them. Um, so I'm going to go with Adam Cole for this time. I completely agreed. Um, it's not a big deal anymore if Alistair Black loses. So I, I don't see how you would stand to benefit anything here. Adam Cole I mean, the truth is that both these guys are look like guys they could build around for the next couple of years. So I, I guess you can make the argument that you would stand to gain something from Aleister Black if you really envision him as the guy that's going to be the top guy on NXT for a little while. But as you're trying to identify that, I think you have more to gain uh, in this department from having Adam Cole be that guy. So Adam Cole's my pick. Yeah, it's really true. I could see this. Go- Absolutely. This is a 50-50. You could make a case for both. I think I'm going to go with Aleister Black simply because you had it where Cole was the one who cost Black the, the title opportunity so this is kind of black's chances revenge so i could see black going over because of that so because of that i'm going to pick uh, alistair black we know Miggs wants to marry alistair black so i do and I'm, I'm about to foreshadow that i think well i mean we'll talk about it later i think he's going to be making an appearance elsewhere and i i i, I, I but i do believe that um alistair black is going to lose this match and i'm going with adam cole all right very good next one uh next match women's title on the line ember moon versus Shayna baszler uh, I'm first here. Look, Shayna Baszler is going to be a a star, and I I I think that a lot of people are wondering if maybe Ember Moon is in a similar category of exactly what Steve Miggs just said. I don't think I love the idea of picking Shayna, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I do think that Ember Moon is probably very quick for a call up right now. Yeah, it's one. My only question is, did they just put the title on Ember Moon just to have her lose it that quickly? Yeah, but I think it's it's more significant that she had to win it. Yeah. She needed to be a women's champion no matter how long it was going to be. Yeah, and it's it's one of those situations where I could very well envision a situation where Shayna gets disqualified. Something, you know, weird happens there where Shayna's going to look really good and she's going to win it in the very near future, but maybe not wins it here. Um... Uh, I think I'm going to go with Shayna, though, just because she's going to look good, and I could absolutely see her winning the title here, and she's going to be the champion sooner than later. Steve Miggs. 
Uh, you know, I, I agree with you, Glenn, in the sense I do think we're going to see her elsewhere that weekend. But um, I, I, I don't see any reason why she can't show up on a, a Royal Rumble match as NXT champ. Certainly uh, can. I, I think she's going to keep the title. All right. And AJ? AJ? Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're there. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with... Oh, I'm going to go with i can't see ember dropping it this soon i feel like shane is gonna win it at their next match or or ember's gonna win by dq so i'm gonna go with ember moon all right very good uh next one uh i'm going to uh next one uh, tag titles undisputed era defends against the authors of pain uh, i go first and uh i think authors of pain are on their way up i think they you know, maybe they hold off for right after Mania, but I could absolutely see them show up really quickly here, get involved in a tag match for, at Mania. So uh, I'm going with the Undisputed Era. Steve Miggs. Uh, I'm excited about I'm, – I'm almost as excited about this match as the Joey Janela spring break thing that you're talking about. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Undisputed are, are, are keeping the straps, and um, uh, I'm going to go with them. AJ? Shane. Okay, and I will agree. I'll just make it a clean sweep. Yes, Undisputed Era for all of the reasons stated above. Uh, And then we got the title on the line as uh, Almas defends against Johnny Gargano. Migs. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I'm... Shit. I'm going with Johnny Gargano, man. I freaking love that dude, and I think it's time for him to be the champ. AJ. I, I, I completely disagree. I think Gargano is going to be one of the people that goes up for 205. So um, I, I, I think I'm going to go with Andrade Cien Almas. I, I love the way that AJ is thinking. It, it fits in the conversation that we were just having about Ty Dillinger. Like, who's the guy that's embraceable that you could buy into as being a legit star? I still feel like I, there's a question that's left for me about Tommaso Ciampa. I really think that NXT wants one more Gargano Ciampa match. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think Gargano Ciampa for the title is fucking everything WrestleMania weekend if you can pull it off. Now, it's a huge if because I have no idea where we are with Tommaso Ciampa and whether or not he'd be ready for it. But could you imagine can they do anything bigger? WrestleMania weekend than Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title. I don't think so. Johnny Gargano wins the NXT title. Uh, I'm with you as far as the... I, Ciampa, I'd be stunned if he doesn't, doesn't show up at the end of the night on Saturday. I think the question is, does, does he, he show, show up, up to, 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 to ruin it or does it? Correct. And my thought, similar to, to what they said about 205 Live, I think you can... If you don't, if you have it as a non-title match, it's just a grudge match, WrestleMania weekend, Gargano versus Ciampa, you could then very easily call both of them up at the same time if you wanted and continue the feud there. With the title, it's a little bit more tricky. So I, I'm predicting that uh, Ciampa costs Gargano uh, the opportunity here. You go on to have the grudge match at WrestleMania weekend, and uh, almost ends up winning it. All right. Very good. That's NXT. I can see that. Go ahead. But I have... I have one. I have something that nobody's talked about. Could could the next thing that we pick for Royal Rumble? Could it be who our picks are that are going to be in the match? Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we we, we can joke, go ahead and do that. That's fine. Okay, so who's uh, I guess so Migs. here's well let, let's oh, no, explain AJ. here. It's AJ, we're, right. we're we're picking five people who are not on the Raw SmackDown or 205 Live roster right now who will be in each match. So five women, five men. Whoever has the most out of it will get one bonus point. Um, I, I guess AJ goes first. Why don't, do you want to do five chicks or five dudes first? I want to do five dudes first because okay. what I think is going to happen is that I don't think 
I don't think um, I think Gargano's just gonna lose a clean match, and it's gonna be his goodbye, like when they leave him in the ring and everybody claps for him. Yeah, yeah. And then he's gonna sh- he's gonna show up in the Royal Rumble the next night, and the very next person to come in the ring after him will be Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, so those are your first and two, I thi- and, <laughs> and I think that they and I think that they both, I think that they both end up going to 205 Live, and that is something that could save that show. I mean, it would be great. I'm I'm not arguing with you whatsoever. Right, who are your other three? Uh, my other three are the Velveteen Dream. Okay. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. Okay, it is Philadelphia. Yeah, That's a great I, I, point. I have him on my list as well. Okay. And Ricochet. Okay, so we have a couple of similarities on our lists. Um, I do have Ricochet on my list as well. Um, it, it seems to make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I some of mine seem to be too obvious, right? Like, but I have to include them because this is about points. So I'm going to try to get my points. All right. Um, Johnny Gargano is on my list, but I have him showing up as NXT champion in the same way that I'm going to have. Well, actually, I have Ember Moon losing, so never mind. I'm not <laughs> doing the same thing. But I just have him showing up as NXT champion and being in the the Rumble anyway. So I've got Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, and then my other three are Daniel Bryan. It just it seems like we've been dancing around this for too long for me to not at least put him on the list as a possibility. And then the other you two... just made the list! Right. Yeah, you know what? You did. And the other two that are out there that you have to put on your list are EC3 and Bobby Lashley. Like, how do you not... How could I possibly not yep. put those two yep. dudes on my list right now as possibilities to be in the Rumble when they're just sitting out there to be had? So... Yep. Those are my five. Daniel Bryan, Ricochet, Gargano, EC3, Bobby Lashley. All right. Well, I had uh, one from each of you. I had Tommy Dreamer on my list. I had EC3 on my list. I I think they wait a little bit more for Lashley there. Um, But my other three, I have Pete Dunne. I think uh, Pete Dunne makes a lot of sense. And again, you want to keep the UK title in mind. Sure. I have uh, Cassius Ono, who has nothing to do Philadelphia, you know, that weekend right now. And uh, just because if it's not... Or, by the way, he could still be announced for a match tonight. He he could be, for all we know. But as of now, he doesn't have anything to do, so that would make a, a lot of sense. And uh, just because I, I think he's going to the Hall of Fame, so he was at the Raw 25, uh, Bubble Ray, Dudley. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Migs, give me your five dudes. I got. Uh, I also have Tommy Dreamer. I also have EC3. Uh, like I mentioned, I have Aleister Black. I also have Daniel Bryan. And? And, uh, the one that, and I have the Animal Batista. I mean, oh, that, I would, mean. that would be... <laughs> Although, the opposite of his last Rumble appearance. But could you imagine if he won? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, if he comes out as Drax, he could win and he could do anything and people would cheer. Yeah, that's a great point. And actually, you know what? People would lose their mind at this point because of it, the very different situation. Yeah, if, it if is. If Batista won here, he'd absolutely get cheered. <sighs> It'd be a huge he'd pop. Been, he'd been doing interviews and talking about how he wants to come back. Oh, you mean, the, you mean fans are stupid? <laughs> yeah. It's really Dang. surprising. Really surprising that AJ went that direction. All right, my five chicks. As I mentioned, uh, Ember Moon is my number one. Uh, my number two is the next, the obvious one, Ronda Rousey, of course, um, uh, will be on my list. Oh, I, would, I didn't even put her because I thought it was too obvious. But yeah. I mean, she's not on the main yeah. roster. Yeah, like, true. I mean, you, yeah. you have to consider it. Yeah. Um, my number three is Kelly Kelly, um, who they've been talking about a lot in the last couple of years as having a possibility of maybe having one more run. Remember, she's still really young, Kelly Kelly. Boy, did she look good when she came out on Monday night. Jesus Christ. Um, Tony Storm is on my list as someone that makes just a lot of sense that, you know, sort of fit the bill. And then I'll throw it in because we were talking about her last week. Paige Van Zant will be my number five. I get that it doesn't sort of make sense. I was sort of deciding between her and Casey Catanzaro, 
But there's no surprise at this point with Casey Catanzaro because they announced that they had signed her. And I don't think that you can – like, she's never wrestled at all. She's never – Right. Like, had, yeah, she, you, she at, needs training time. At least Paige Van Zant has competed in mixed martial arts, so she should be able to handle herself in a Royal Rumble situation. I don't know that Dana White would agree to it because I don't know how uncomfortable things are right now regarding the just the situation when you think about Ronda Rousey. And I have no idea where they are, but Paige Van Zandt is my fifth. Um, looking at my list, I realized I uh, actually put Nikki Bella on there. She's on the main she roster. Is on she the is main technically roster, on yes. the main roster. So, uh, But you know who isn't? I don't think Brie Bella is on the main roster. Right? I don't think we're going to allow that. Okay, that's fine. I don't think well, we're going to okay, allow that. Okay, fine. Then I'll go Rousey, Ember Moon, Nikki Cross... Uh, Peyton Royce, and then uh, as far as the, I'll go with Beth Phoenix. You can okay. also you can hype the mixed match challenge as yep, she comes sure. out there. Absolutely, Steve Miggs. Yeah, that was why I have Beth Phoenix on that for that very reason as well. Um, I have Trish Stratus, Lita, Ember Moon, and uh, the the Ronda Rousey. I think the interesting is you bring up Trish Stratus and Lita. It will be interesting to see if the WWE called around to the women and said, "Look, do you want to be a part of this? We're this is the first time we're ever doing this." We have some spots available. Mm-hmm. We'll extend an offer to you. Do you want to be a part of this? We're not saying do you want to come back and do a three-month run, but would it mean something to you to just be part of this one time? One time Absolutely. to do it. I think that would be interesting to see how they handled that way. I'm talking about when I say Kelly Kelly, I think Kelly Kelly would have a run in her okay. if she came back. I don't think this would be a one-time appearance for Kelly Kelly. They've been talking I don't about think that she would. Because she's got it too, her life is too good? No, she just can't hang in the ring. Well, I mean, not with these girls. I don't disagree with that. These girls are that's my that's my thing. Better. Like she, she can't hang with the girls that are in WWE now, and I think she knows that. Okay, there's something to be said for that. All right, AJ, who are your five chicks? Uh, I'm going with Ronda Rousey, Ember Moon, uh, uh, Trish Stratus, uh, Nikki Cross, and. Peyton Royce. All right. Very good. Some, uh, mostly some similarities there. Those are surprise Rumble entrants. With that in mind, do we just want to go ahead and do the Rumble now? The two Rumbles is the next picks that we make? And then we'll save sure. the championship matches for last? Sure, we can do that. All right. The, you want to do the Women's Rumble first or the Men's Rumble? Let's do Women's. Women's Rumble first. I believe that would be you. Me. Okay. Um, you know, I think this is a two-person. It just depends where you want to go. Do you want to go with Asuka, yep. which would not be a bad choice? Or do you want to go with Ronda Rousey? Uh, if I'm WWE, I go with Ronda Rousey. I, I've said it, you know, Ronda Charlotte is legitimately, you can say that that is the headline match of WrestleMania if you have it. You have then, you can, if you can build that for two and a half months coming out of the Rumble, you get all of that traction there. I, I think it just makes way too much sense for what WWE wants to do business wise. Steve Miggs? I, I, man, I'm guilty of always overthinking any of this stuff. Then when we make picks, and I'm like, oh, it'll be cool if this happens. But sometimes I just got to go with the obvious, and the obvious is Oscar. So I'm, I'm going with Oscar. AJ. Yeah, um, I think that Oscar standing tall in the ring, Raw 25, was a key to see that she's not going to win. And, and um, did you happen to see who she was? The last person she threw out was. And who the camera was focused on, even while Oscar was in the ring celebrating. Sasha. The answer is Sasha Banks. That is who will win hmm. the Women's Royal Rumble. You know, I, I like it. I like that way more. Boy, I will be really unhappy if it's Ronda Rousey. Really, for a couple yep. of reasons. One, because it's that's terrible. I mean, it's just terrible. Um, two, you don't have to. You can get the Ronda Rousey Charlotte without having her win the Royal Rumble. Um, in fact, you can do it easily. There's, yes. there's it's an entire other side of the card. Yes. 
Um, I I still think that I'm gonna st- look. This is a bad pick on my part because it makes no sense whatsoever. But I have maintained for the last for the last month since they announced that this was happening that there was one logical conclusion because there's one person who you've screwed up so much in your booking that you can save all of it with one win. And particularly given the events of this week, it makes all the more sense. Absolutely 100% Nia Jax should win the Royal Rumble. 100%. Nia Jax is the most logical winner of the Royal Rumble based on what she should be and the way that you've been trying to sell us that she is. She just hasn't been. I get that typically, as they pointed out, and I know they talked maybe too much about her on Monday night for it to even be an option. Um, how can how can she be lifted over the ropes? Correct. It's impossible. Correct. That's the way it works. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it. I'm gonna go back to the well. They can't keep screwing this up. Nia Jax wins the Royal Rumble, and that's really dumb on my part. And means we have four different picks yeah. for the Royal Rumble, which this is, is nice. And uh, apparently, Stephanie McMahon just announced she's going to be on the commentary team for that match. Uh, which means she wouldn't be so in the match. So she's definitely going to be in the match. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> which means, oh yeah. fuck, she's winning the match. Yep. Oh, Getting up for the announcement. Damn it. She's definitely winning the Rumble. Well, she's responsible for the Women's Revolution, so why wouldn't she win the Rumble? Oh, God, why didn't we think about that? Oh, we are so stupid. She's definitely winning the Women's (laughs) Royal Rumble. Who are we kidding? Oh, God, I hate myself so much. (laughs) All right, Men's Royal Rumble. Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, Miggs is first. Oh, man, I am torn between two guys. Uh, You know, I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Okay. I like I was, it. Yeah, it was between him or Nakamura for me, and uh, I, man, I just—I'm really digging what's going on right now with the Bowler Club, and I feel like that—that—that that, that works well for the Royal Rumble. Uh, AJ, um, those are the two that I was thinking about as well. Um, the other option I have is, let's say Braun Strowman dominates the match, ends up losing because mm. of fugaziness, and then comes out in the Royal Rumble at 30 and just cleans house to win the Royal Rumble. I could see that as well. Um, and that's that would be an easy way to set up Brock Braun. It would be an easy way to have Brock still the champion with Braun still chasing him going into WrestleMania and uh, have the opportunity for Braun to not really have to be dealing with Brock Lesnar in the time being, which means Brock Lesnar doesn't have to really be there except for the month leading up. Um, that's an option, too. But I'm going to go with what I picked a month ago. I'm going to pick Shinsuke Nakamura. That's my pick. <sighs> You know, I first of all, what I gotta give him credit for is I don't. I'm not down to two because I'm down to a million scenarios. You bring up, yeah, I honestly don't know. Yeah, you bring up Braun Strowman. I could absolutely yeah. see it work the exact way with Brock Lesnar too. I think yeah. it would almost be even better if it was Brock Lesnar because holy shit, Brock Lesnar just won the Royal Rumble. Um, I still think that maybe we're all stupid. At the end of the day, they're going to default back to Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. And they don't give a fuck how it's going to play in Philadelphia on Sunday night. They just don't give a shit if we're going to boo, or not me, I don't care, but if the fans are going to boo because it's Philadelphia and fuck it, we'll live with it. Um, I, I think that's a dumb decision. I would, like, I would also like to point out that Roman was like 80% cheers in Brooklyn on Raw 25, which is astounding. Um, he didn't, he didn't, I didn't notice that it was 80%, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, look, clearly it's not, it, it's very clear that the work they've done has been has been received with Roman Reigns. 
I think it really hurts you to turn around when you know what's going to happen if you do it. This is Philadelphia we're talking about. Jesus effing Christ. These people are... Save it. They punch horses. <laughs> and they run into goddamn subway columns. <laughs> we're dealing... That's the greatest with, video ever. Yes, of course it, it is. It's wonderful. These are monsters that we're talking about in this city. So all of the work that you've done can potentially be ruined by one bad optic. Now, all that being... And by the way, you're going to be back there the next night. You're going to be back in front of the same assholes the next night. So your two biggest shows, you have run the risk of really bad optics. All that being said, it wouldn't stun me if they said, look, our plan all along was Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. We're getting to Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Come hell or high water, you guys can just fuck off whatever your opinions are. So that wouldn't stun me one bit. At the end of the day, again, I feel like I'm making a pick with my heart instead of with my head, but I am going to line up with AJ Francis and say it, it would be the most the best thing you can do, given how you fucked up, how you handled him with Jinder Mahal. The best thing you can do is to try to get the extreme nuclear heat back on Shinsuke Nakamura. I, 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 I don't know that the, the idea with AJ makes as much sense as we're all making it out to be, and I think that there's so many levels with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that still exist that who knows, but Shinsuke Nakamura is the answer. Um, yeah, and regarding Roman, they have the Elimination Chamber. If they want him to go over, they can have him go over in Vegas the next month and, and set up Brock Roman that way, and you run a lot you know, less of a risk that way of a complete crowd revolt if you do that. I, I, I do think Roman's a very strong possibility because I do think we're getting Brock and Roman. I think we are overthinking this. I don't think Braun's going to be involved. And, and I think that's where we're going. I just think that he does it in the chamber as opposed to the Rumble, which leads me to the SmackDown side. Um, I think Finn's plausible. I think Finn would be the, actually, I think that would be the best choice right now. Well, not the best. I think Nakamura's the best choice. I think Finn's the most interesting choice. Well, you said choice. that leads you to the SmackDown side, then you brought up Finn. Well, Finn would challenge You're SmackDown. That, okay. I, yeah, Finn, okay. I, Finn I do not have challenging. So Brock. you think Finn versus AJ, the club concept? The club like, concept is where yep. I, I think is the most interesting idea. I don't know if they go that way. I think Nakamura... It, it all makes sense. Plus, you've you've had the clear. I mean, you have the path now. You have Nakamura win the title. You have him face Randy Orton because whatever happened uh, last night at the at Fast Lane just kind of as as that stopgap there, and then you have him go on for AJ Nakamura to tear down the uh, the All House right, of just WrestleMania, to have the greatest match in the history yes. of matches. All right. Very good. Uh, a couple more matches on the card. Let's fly through them. Uh, yeah, you got uh, the Usos versus uh, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin in a two out of three falls match. Who's first? I believe that would be AJ. Excuse me. Yep. Um, uh, I think it, it, it's hard because I think you can keep the belt on the Usos, and that'd be a really smart way to get the Bludgeon Brothers over, as they're clearly trying to do. Um, but I could also see a situation where these smarmy heels have been working, and you use that to get, I don't know, Rusev Day the title. Um, so it's really, it's a coin flip. I'm going to go with the Usos because they're, they kind of look like me. (laughs) You know what? I don't hate you for your explanation of that, (laughs) That, sir. That's good rationale. It's really, it's really a coin flip. Like, I I honestly think both situations I just outlined make perfect sense. So I can't pick one or the other, so I went with the guys that look like me, the Usos. I hear you. I, um, I'm going to go with Gable and Benjamin. Uh, one of them looks like me. Uh, <laughs> um, Shelton Benjamin, of course, <laughs> looks exactly like me. I think everybody knows that. Um, and I'm only doing that because I think there's more to be gained right now, uh, right there. I think the Usos are, are so good at the moment 
that you can hit the pause button with them. Now, I think I said this the last time we had this conversation, so I'm the idiot, obviously, and I'm the one that's going to look like a fool when it's all said and done. But I think that giving, particularly obviously for Gable, Shelton Benjamin doesn't need anything because I don't think you see anything long-term, but I think Chad Gable could use another moment now post-American Alpha where, where he carries a belt. So I, I think I'm going to go with Gable and Benjamin here. Yeah, I think the tag division is so strong right now, it really doesn't matter who holds the titles. You're going to be having these great matches and, and these strong teams every week. And Gable and Benjamin are definitely right now a step or two steps behind the Usas, and a title reign would help to bring them up, you know, just more solidify them at that level. So even if it's a month-long reign or something, I think that would do a lot for them. So I have uh, Gable and Benjamin winning. Uh, I, I do want to go to Disney World with... Uh... Uh, Jimmy and uh, Naomi, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, dude, I, I think Gable and uh, Benjamin are, are walking out as the new tag team champions. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I had a question for you. Is there anything that you would like to plug, Steve Miggs? Uh, that would be Naomi. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that. Uh, oh, and, 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 and Peyton and Billy. Let's not forget those two as well. Make sure we plug them. That's what we're... Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Just want to plug them. That's right. It would be rude not to incorporate uh, NXT girls as well. That's, you, know, you know what? That's such a great... What a, you're, you're chivalrous, frankly. You know what I mean? Like, Humanitarian. Correct. Yeah. I'm all about equality. Oh, for Christ's sake. This is a bad show. Next... <laughs> Uh, we, it's not my fault, then. <laughs> uh, we got the other tag titles as the the bar challenge: Rollins and Jason Jordan. Um, I, I you, boy, I don't know, man. Like, I really don't know because I still don't really know what the end game is here. I mean, like, it's it's obvious that it's a breakup, right? But like, I, do you, I the bar? The bar is the answer. The bar wins the belts here. I. They're an actual tag team, so it makes sense to have the tag team belts on an actual tag team, um, particularly building towards WrestleMania and presuming that you're, you've got something for Jason Jordan that involves Kurt Angle and maybe involves Seth Rollins. I don't know, but yeah, ultimately the answer is the bar. I, I think at this point it's almost too obvious that Jordan you know, screws up and they break up here, so I think you need kind of the one moment where it yeah. seems like they're, they're getting together, you or, know, like they're on the same page before Jordan. Or do you have them retain like Jordan's the hero on Sunday night, then right. you have them drop him on Monday night right. or something well, I, like that. I mean, I think you need that moment where it's like, oh, look, they're on the same page. This can be a long-term thing before whatever ends yeah. up, whatever I sparks the breakup, I think you need that one more big moment where they're together. Before that, yep. so I think this is it, and I think uh, uh, Rollins and Jordan retain here, and, and then maybe drop it either to the bar or to the revival. All right, very good, uh, Migs. Uh, yeah, I just I can't. I, I mean, I'm again, overthinking it. I don't, I don't foresee two tag titles changing at the Royal Rumble. I could see it happening, you know, the next show. So I'm going to go with uh, Rollins and Jordan, but I also have no freaking idea of what they're doing with those two right now. Um, and AJ, I'm going to go with um, the bar. I think that the bar as champions leads um, to a perfect opportunity for a new face tag team to come over from SmackDown or to come up from uh, NXT. But who's your face tag team? Is that the author? I mean, the authors, the, the authors of pain could be faces just like Braun Strowman's a face. I mean, okay, that's fair. I mean, they're not an obvious face call, but I hear what you're saying. I would. I, but, they, they could but, be the chaotic I, the neutral. Thing is, the thing is, they else. will be faces. Uh, if they show up and they do face things the first night yeah that's on, true it's yeah. the right crowd to try to make them faces yeah right. i hear you it, it wouldn't be a pure you know white it's the, baby it's face. the same thing it's the same thing that we did with bobby Roode. that nobody thought i specifically right did not think that he could be a face right because of how he was in nxt and he's been nothing but a face since yeah. he showed up i hear true. you 
All right, very good. And all right, we have uh, AJ Styles defending in a handicap match. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I'm first, and I have no idea what to make of this match. This match could go so many different ways yep. because we don't know if this is, this match is going to be a, specifically about Kevin and Sami. Is it going to be about Shane and Daniel Bryan? You know, you know they're getting involved in some way. This is going to be a complete cluster. It's probably going to be a good match, but it's also probably going to be a complete cluster of a match. And I feel like because I feel it's going to be a little bit more about Shane and Daniel Bryan than necessarily Kevin and Sammy and AJ, I'm going to say that in a bit of a schmoz, AJ is going to retain and then that'll lead Kevin and Sammy to complain some more and, you know, maybe get in a bigger match at fa- another match at Fastlane or something like that. I'm going with AJ Styles here, but it's a complete coin flip to me. I, I don't see AJ Styles leaving. I, I, I see AJ Styles being the champ come WrestleMania time, so he's winning this match. AJ? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking AJ Styles, too. Look, I would love... I think there's so much more that you can do with this concept. It would be fun. That, my God, am I rooting for it to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And, in fact, I think it, I would even love it if... Even if it was just for a month. You know, like, even if you just did it for a month just for the fun of the idea of having co-champions and the silliness of all of it. Um, all that being said, no, I'm not picking it either. Uh, give me AJ Styles. And finally? Finally, we got uh, triple threat stated in one-word phrases like the WWE does. Uh, Braun versus Kane versus Brock for the Universal title. Mix. Uh, yeah. Fuck, I go first on this one. This is going to be a tough one. Uh, I mean, it's clearly going to be Kane. I'm kidding. Um, I swear to God, I'm I like if you think I'd be excited about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning, I would be. I will jump through the goddamn window if Kane wins. I will be so fucking excited. <laughs> it would be the most amazing moment in the history of professional wrestling. Oh man, I really want to see Braun Strowman win, but I, I just don't. I, I mean, I, I think again, I, I got to go with what the obvious is, and, and Brock uh, Brock Lesnar is going to win this match and, and make his way to WrestleMania as still champion. Um, I, I, I can't get away from what I've been saying for months now. Um, I think if you have Braun Strowman win this match, and you have Brock Lesnar either come in and win the Royal Rumble, which could easily be done. Or you have Brock Lesnar say he wants his rematch at WrestleMania, which, I mean, he's Brock Lesnar. He can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, And then by him saying he wants his rematch at WrestleMania, you can still do the, oh, it's Elimination Chamber. Who knows? Maybe Braun loses. Maybe he loses, and then Brock Lesnar has to face somebody else. Blah, 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 blah. But I think it ends up being Braun versus Brock at WrestleMania with Braun as the face champion and retaining the only person to ever do that is uh, face champion to retain or actually no he wasn't even a champion he wasn't even a face had i don't think anyone ever has been a face champion. i, know, I would have to spend some more time thinking different. about that i'd have to spend some more time thinking about a face champion who retained at wrestlemania you're right it's not Except, i mean i guess you could say hogan uh, Ultimate Warrior, but... It, yeah, it depends on the... Because uh, you had, like, CM Punk retain. It wasn't in the main event, though. Yeah, that's true. You, you had yeah, definitely true. cases, true. but it, it just, you know, it depends what you count as the main event right, versus right. not. Yeah. Um, look, there, I think that there's... If you have Braun win, there's one option of what happens at WrestleMania. If you have Brock win, there's two options of what happens at WrestleMania. So this is a simple math equation for me. 66% is greater than... 33. All right, so it does not always add up the exact way. You get what I'm trying to say. That's why my pick is Brock Lesnar. The numbers don't lie, and yeah. it spells doom for you at <laughs> sacrifice. That's right. Thank you, Scott Siner. <laughs> um, 
like I, like I said when uh, we were making our Rumble picks, I think it's Brock Roman. I think that as much – it should be Braun. Braun needs to win the title. He's not getting any hotter than he is right now. Um, it should be him. I don't think it's going to be him because I think we're heading towards Brock Roman, so uh, Brock retains. All right, very good. Those are our picks. Uh, Miggs is actually going to stick around, but AJ is going to duck out. So, AJ, let's get your plugs in for Frank, the Francis Sports Academy, everything you've got going on. Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, so, I, um, you know, just follow me on all social media at, at AJ Francis 410. Um, just check me out there. Um, I got a, I'm doing a show at the University of Maryland game on Sunday. I'm doing um, – uh, I am going to be going to Iraq, and I'm going to do some shows for the troops there. Um, so all those videos are going to be posted and shared. You'll be able to check them all out. Just go on um, my social media, at AJ Francis 410 and check it out. Typical athlete selfishly spending his offseason just going and doing silly things, you know, getting himself yep. into trouble, going to, you know, a, a vacation spot like Iraq, you know, where just – Yeah, like Fallujah. <laughs> All right, very good. Hey, bud, appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, brother. There he is, uh, AJ Francis, checking out. Uh, when we come back in, Matt Seidel is going to join us. We're going to talk about Defy and uh, what's a huge anniversary show coming up next week out in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Steve Miggs, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis. Vent, 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 it's the last one. <laughs> I, yeah, I was right. I was right, but we, you know, it's a whole thing. This, yeah. is, this is jobbing out. What we do with our lives defines us. So consider a path that gives you an array of opportunities for your future. The U.S. Army gives you skills and experiences that make you a well-rounded person. With many ways to serve that align with your goals, you'll become a stronger individual. Find out more at GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at www.GoArmy.com slash impact. There's strong, then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. AJ had to duck out, but we have our man Steve Miggs from KISW out in Seattle with us still. And of course, Steve Miggs, you've got another job out that way, as you are part of uh, Defy, which has just blown up. Over the course of the last year, before we get to Matt Seidel, can you just explain what it's been like being a part of what they've been doing out in in, in that neck of the woods and how quickly this thing has risen so fast? Uh, it's, it's it's without a doubt one of my favorite things I've ever gotten to be a part of, just because it's been I, I hate the term organic, but it truly is the ultimate organic experience because it started as an idea my buddy Jim had, and he he brought me in. He's like, "Hey, would you want to be the host and the ring announcer?" And I'm like, "I've never done it before." I'm learning as I'm talking to wrestlers like Shane Strickland. He's helped me along the way. And it's just been like this community of wrestlers and the people behind the scenes. And then you throw in the fans. And the fans are what made this a whole nother level. Because Seattle wrestling fans were starved for the flying talent, the, the, the big name indie wrestlers that have never come to the Northwest. And so now we have that opportunity. And since day one, the minute that like, guys like Matt Cross stepped in the ring, guys like Shane Strickland, Jeff Cobb, Jim, you know, James... I mean, more, you know, uh, John Morrison as well. I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes, the crowd is just hot and loud, and, and the wrestlers feed off of that. You can tell. I've talked to them after the matches. 
Some of them compare it to ECW and, the, and that vibe. Some of them compare it to uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Um, but it really is its own thing. It's just such a, a, a community of people who love wrestling and just want to give that love back to the wrestlers that are willing to make the trek to the Northwest because for so long we didn't have that. And right. I think... That's the best way to describe it. There's lots of free matches available on YouTube. If you type them in, you can kind of see the energy. The, the, the room that we do it in is really dope. Uh, it's just it's a great experience. That's awesome. And uh, coming up next Friday, the celebration of Defy's one-year anniversary. It's Defy X at Washington Hall on Friday night. And uh, you speak of high flyers, and certainly this man knows a thing or two about that from his career. He is the great Matt Seidel, and he will be there for Defy X. He joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Matt, it's so good to talk to you, man. It's the first time we've had the opportunity. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Well, hell, if I wasn't already pumped to come to Defy, I am now. That was the most. That was the best elevator pitch I've ever heard. <laughs> um, I'm in. No I'm doubt. In. Let's do it. Let's I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm fired up. I'm ready to wrestle right now. Seriously, I just <laughs> I can step right in the ring. Nice. I mean, I got I have wrestling class in an hour and a half anyway. But that promo just got me so fired up. You know what I mean, it's. Uh, you know, I'm, right, I'm ready to rock and roll. Well done. I, well done, Migs. I feel sorry for anyone who's stepping in the ring with him now. We hyped him up a little bit too much. <laughs> right, no doubt. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Shane. <laughs> hey, um, Matt, dude, you've done so much in your career. Obviously, you've been all over the world. You've done everything. Um, you know, like, How cool is it to, to get an experience like this, to go somewhere for the first time? And, and, you know, for a company like Defy, who's blowing up the way that they are, how cool is this for you, having accomplished everything that you've accomplished in your career so far? Yeah, well, I mean, I'd basically say I waited about 20 years for this to happen. I mean, it's, uh, it's when I started wrestling, wrestling kind of was like that. ECW was popping. All, there was a fierce, independent feel, punk rock, hardcore, underground feel to wrestling shows, and, um, and business was good. And uh, it's been a while since business has been this hot. And, and that's because there's a product that people really want to see that they love and that they enjoy. They, you know, they show up to sing and dance along with everybody. And uh, wrestling's never been this good, and it's because of the talent. And it, the talent always generates their own fan base. And so if you're a talent who, who like, wants to bring your friends to the show, you know, we just want to share something that we enjoy with everybody else around us. And it turns out that what we're into is pretty cool now. And, you know, the... That, that's what I'm looking forward to about going to Defy myself, is that uh, I have friends that I grew up with in St. Louis that now work for Boeing out in Seattle, and like the chance to share what I love to do in a setting where it's done right is the most special thing about sharing wrestling, because it's about that experience. It's not just about the wrestler's experience. It's about that fan experience uh, and, you know, and that community feeling, and it's, you know, I'm pretty... Uh, I've been enthralled with wrestling my whole life. And, and these moments, like these shows, these events, bond people together for a lifetime. I mean, I still joke about the first indie show I went to, uh, the GCW show I went to on my 16th birthday. You know what I mean? Like, these, these cool. are memories that last a lifetime. And anyway, uh, clearly they've had a significant effect on a guy like me. Okay, I've got to like, let Steve Miggs set this up because he was so excited to ask you about something that I still don't understand. Miggs, what was this thing that you wanted to, to talk about? Yeah, I, I, dude, I, I can't wait to a meet you, Matt, at uh, Defy, and 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 just get to watch what you do. It's it's something I've been very excited about. But um, I, I don't know how much you want to talk in detail about it. I'm 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 a guy that does believe in like the the spiritual side of things, and I, I've experimented with some hallucinogenics in my life, but I've never had the experience that I've read that you've had. And I've had some friends that have gone to Peru, 
dealt with the shamans and, 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 and fell under the learning plant that is ayahuasca. And everything I've heard you talk about just blows my mind because it's like, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like you could probably, you could talk about it way better than I can. But like, what was what was that like, and how important was something like that to your career? Because I know a lot of people whose lives were changed by taking that plant and learning from it. Because it's not a it's not a recreational drug, but it's it's something that a lot of people, as you can tell, I'm excited about it. So I was just hoping you could share <laughs> how that changed your life and how that changed who you are as a wrestler. Okay, well, you know, I'll definitely use that segue to first promote that I that I wrestle in Peru. I've been wrestling with this company called Imperial Lucha Libre, and they do awesome shows in Lima. And, in fact, I'm going there after I work at Defy. I'll work at Defy Friday, Saturday I'm in Raleigh, New Jersey, and then on Sunday I go down to Peru and wrestle. And then after that I'm going to go backpacking around and do about a week worth of exploring. Um, we'll put plan for this time, but, uh, you know, that... And going to a plant medicine retreat is basically what I did. Uh, you know, the, the craziest thing about it was just getting, after living a life of like uh, the life that we live in in this electronic age, this I guess it's 21st century age that we are in, um, I got a chance to get away from all of that by going into the deep, 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 deep into the rainforest. Uh, where you see people who just live completely differently, and um, you're taken so far out of the cycles that you've been in, you're so far removed from it, you get to see everything from a new perspective. I, I kind of relate it to how the first time I went to England and the first time I went to Japan changed my life as a young wrestler, getting to re-examine my own culture through other people's eyes. This gave me a chance to re-examine, you know, my life through another, from a new set of lenses. And then I also got to mess around with the plant medicine. But, uh, you know, that, the, the, just the change from the city world to people who live in the jungle was psychedelic in itself. And then, of course, I have a, I had an incredible shaman down there who's, I mean, I don't want to call him a wizard, but he basically was with uh, what he's able to do with the plant medicine. I didn't have much, basically nothing happened to me. Uh, I did it like five times. But then I stayed another uh, two weeks in the jungle and did uh, a cactus medicine called Watsuma. It's like a peyote, or a San Pedro. And that, I mean, that basically changed my life. It gave me like a, a, a let's just call it a hard reset button. You know how your Nintendo used to get all junked up and you could hit that reset button? Yeah, right. That's what I felt it did for me. You know, it helped me uh, just see things from a new perspective. And also just kind of, it gives you a chance to look into yourself and work on yourself. And that's something we do a lot in our culture. It's like, it's always about doing better than somebody else or, or like, you know, there's some kind of competition as opposed to like working on yourself for just, you know, the better, the better of a person you are, the better of a person you can be to other people. And so it gave me a chance to kind of just sit back and, like, think about, you know, just, just uh, the, the decision for self-reflection is powerful in and of itself. And um, it's really easy to ignore that uh, if, if you just get caught up and don't get a chance to pump the brakes, slow things down, and take the time to, you know, see things from a higher perspective. Shoo! 
How- all right, that's it. We're all going to Peru. We're all everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah, Matt, we're going with Matt. Miggs, you're going to uh, join us. We're all going to Peru next week with Matt. That's the plan after Dude, Defy X. I like it. My, Let's go. My shaman is one of the most amazing, <laughs> incredible guys. I'd love to introduce you to him. He loves wrestling. He gets wrestling on the level that we do, not at the level where it's fake, but he gets the art and the beauty of it. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I went randomly into the jungle and found a shaman who loves wrestling. So, <laughs> That's so the cool. world we live in, it may be some kind of simulation. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I've got theories on that, too. But, uh, how, how is that? But yeah, man. You know, I'm just out there encouraging people to think for themselves and question everything. <laughs> That's the mantra these days. How how has the changed who you are as a wrestler? Oh man, it's. I mean, I think one of the things that one of the things that psychedelics are proven to do is create uh, for the parts of the brain to speak to each other that don't nor- normally speak to each other, which allows for nonlinear thinking. So I think it helps help my creativity. And in fact, I'll never forget. I came back from the jungle. I didn't think about wrestling for three weeks. I just showed up right. I went from like nothing to showing right up at PWG, and I was wrestling Chris Hero, and I had this genius idea of like he goes for a big boot, and I like do this incredible reversal, <laughs> and I just remember thinking, boy, you know, I don't know where that one came from, but I'll think uh, I'll think the jungle for that. <laughs> the, you know, just it it, it um, kind of unleashes uh, your um, trying to think of the right word for it, your intuition. That's cool. Where, you know, typically you get caught in these things like, oh, should we do this or should we do that? And then you start thinking about it. You spend, you could spend an eternity thinking because you can never get enough information to make a decision. Shoot. But if you just go with your instinct, then you're making the right choice. Even if it's wrong, you at least went with the one that felt right. And I don't know. And so I think uh, part of Peru gave me back my intuition and my instincts. And my instincts were on fire when I got back and you know, um, being sure of yourself is pretty hard in this business where we're never good enough, we're never strong enough, we're never big enough, to, you know. Uh, so it, I think it, it allowed me to look into myself to find the answers. That's awesome. Bam. Dude, I'm so in. I'm so in on all of this. I am so on board. He's Matt Seidel. He's with us here on Jobbing Out as he's getting ready for Defy X next Friday night at Washington Hall. Um, Matt, you know, the, obviously as a professional, you're at a place now, not only are you doing this stuff, but you've been involved with Impact for the last couple of years. And, you know, I think from an outside perspective, things there have been tumultuous. I think a lot of people look at that company and say, boy, th- you know, how can you be a part of things when they're so crazy from week to week? But what's it really like being more directly involved with it? What's it really been like? Is it as crazy as everybody thinks that it is there? Or is it more like, dude, it's, it's, it's a job. Everybody here is it's pretty normal for all of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think there's nothing but misconceptions. And a lot of people's reality in the wrestling world is, is literally just like a, an assumed thought, like of what re- wrestling really, wrestling companies are, all, are nothing but the people they're comprised of. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how some people just always like the Cardinals regardless of who plays for them? But I, I'm more about the players than the than the organization. And so um, I think that's, you know, and I haven't even, I, I didn't even start an impact till it hasn't even been a year wow. that I did my first matches with them. I mean, I did my first match right. when I was jobbing. I mean, I mean, my first stuff was in 2003, but my most recent run didn't begin until, I don't know, like last summer or something. Wow. I'm not big with dates and stuff, but it hasn't been a year. 
because I've been there, it's been incredible. It's been a great place to work. I feel like they've made awesome videos and they've uh, put a lot of extra effort in, into uh, promoting me. I've had, I've worked with great guys. I've learned a ton, and uh, yeah, that's uh, so. What, what I would say is like, okay, you can only judge it based on who's on the show, and like, I don't know. People don't seem to watch shows. They only really like read a report and then like watch a GIF, and nobody's actually like sits down and watches the project. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I'm just saying it's, you know, it seems to be a lot of generalizations I get about Impact as opposed to like actual, you know, people saying, oh. What about this group? You know, there's a number of, uh, there's been so much turnover. People will mention a storyline that happened, you know, a year ago, and I'm like, wait, who, what? <laughs> but, you know, from, from the moment I start, you know, I because I can only speak to my direct experience, but yeah. from the moment I've started until now, things have only been getting better and smoother. This last bit of TV taping ran incredibly well, even though, um, you know, Sanjay was hurt, and like, we were down a man, and this is, and the thing is, it's a small operation that runs, Streamline. There weren't like a ton of people hanging around who didn't, who weren't. If you weren't, there was nobody backstage who wasn't working. Huh. Everybody, everybody was busy. And from the second you got there to the second you left, you were making TV. But we made a, quite a bit of TV in, a, in two weeks, and it works really well for the business model. And I think they're growing a digital following. Uh, I think the, the future of all of wrestling and everything, your lives and mine, is digital media. We have no choice. That's just where the future's taking us. So, you know, I think they've got a good understanding of that as well. And, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how weird wrestling gets in five years, guys, because it's going to be things are really getting crazier. Are, are you excited with the uh, the influx of talent that did show up at the uh, latest tapings? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I, you know, I, uh, what I think is great is the international talent that impacts the the luchadors they bring in are so good. Tejano, uh, Fantasma, Fantasma is incredible. Uh, bringing in Ishimori, the X Division champion. I mean, they they do a great job of bringing in an international realm of talent, real high level, real real. Uh, what it reminds is like just classic WCW. Uh, that's sort of what I feel like. Uh, we got the four sided ring back. I mean, we're like. You know, it's it's a good wrestling company to watch if you like watching wrestling. You know, I can't. You know, I'm not telling anyone to change your life because you know, television changes your life. New life. You know, in fact, if I had any advice to people, it would be stop watching wrestling. Just go do it. Go like <laughs> like what you guys. What, what they're doing is high. Anybody can watch TV. You can watch it. You can consume it all day. Go be a part of it. Like do the podcast. But do more things that get you experience about it. Like for me, like I like watching wrestling. Sure, it's great. You know, don't get me wrong. But like, I was out in the backyard wrestling more so than I was sitting on the couch watching it. Like that's just my style. I'm a, like, I don't like to consume or watch or follow. I like just to go out and do it. Uh, that's and that's why wrestling was such a good for me because it is what it wrestling is. Whatever you want it to be. You can make it your own, and like sometimes the one thing that I still have going for me is that I do my own thing with it, and I I still think for myself. And, I don't no, know. no doubt, That's man. Definitely, some jungle speak still coming at me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, dude. Man, you know one of the cool things. I, how much do you still get people who like will go to a show 
and not know who you are. Like, the, the, like they'll, they'll go there and they'll come up to you afterwards and be like, dude, I had no idea that, that was, you know, I didn't know who Matt Seidel was. I had no idea that you were Evan Bourne. I didn't, wasn't watching in 2003 or 2004. I, I'd never heard of Matt Seidel. I don't watch Impact Wrestling. Like, how much do you still get that? And how proud are you of the fact that you haven't relied on what was created for you by a particular company that you've been able to translate what you've done from place to place to place to place instead of just relying on one individual company's creative to sort of carry you throughout your career? Oh, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't for WWE, I wouldn't be getting paid like I do now. Fair, fair. Like, my God. Like, you know what I mean? And I did, like, you know, you get to work with the best people in the industry. Like, you get to hang around with the Malinkos and the Arn Andersons and the Rey Mysterios and the Chris Jerichos and... Yeah, I mean, like, that's just a gift in itself. I never cared about being famous or on TV or storylines. What I loved was sitting down and eating lunch with these guys, and I got to do it, like, every day for years. So, you know, life was life was pretty good uh, in that regard. I mean, I even was <laughs> tag team champion. But, uh, but what's really cool is that, yeah, man, I mean, that happens to me all the time. Nobody knows who the hell I am. I don't expect them to. It's pro wrestling. I mean, like, you might have just heard about it yesterday. Now it's different because you can watch YouTube real quick, but really, who can, like, I mean, if you're going to go see a comedian, you want to see every all the stuff on YouTube. You just want to show up and see the act. And, you know, that's sort of what I hope people do with me. Is that you know that in in this weekend in Dallas, by the way, sold out in Dallas and in Toronto this weekend. Uh, business is cooking, but gentlemen. Who, cooking. who does the who, wait? Wait, wait. Who does the Dallas Toronto combo weekend? Who's the one? Yeah, it's a Saturday, Sunday, man. That's a really random. Like a lot of people might do, like New York and Philly on a weekend. Who does Dallas and Toronto in their weekend? I mean, I used to drive fourteen hours to Atlanta, wrestle, and drive fourteen hours back home, and then go to school the next day. I mean, I didn't care. I mean, this is cake. You get on taking a plane is like taking a, just a nice bus. And, you know, the, the world's a lot smaller than it used to be. You know, it's it, it just, it's a different world we live in because the technology, and the, I mean, it's so cheap to fly. You don't even, you just close your eyes. You feel like you're sitting on the couch and wake up somewhere else. I'm going, like I said, I'm doing Seattle, New Jersey, Peru. as a triple shot. <laughs> you know, and that travel's easier than the WWE stuff. So anytime you guys make fun of WWE guys, just realize that their travel is harder than that. Like, and they're doing it themselves. Like, the, you know, it's just the name of the game with, with with pro wrestling is you have to go where the audiences are, and there's these places where the audience is just enamored with wrestling, and they feel it the same way we feel it. They get it. They understand the vibe. The, the, it's there, and then we just have to show up and, lay, you know, throw, and show up and throw down. You talked about how, how wild wrestling is going to get in the next few years. Kind of in your vision, in your imagination, where does wrestling go in the next, uh, let's say, five to ten years? Oh, well, it's just going to go digital. Like, whatever the video games are now, that people will just be done watching new wrestling. They'll just make up their own, like, on a video game. <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you'll be able to sit down in VR or augmented reality, and it'll feel like you're literally at whatever WrestleMania 3 and... Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll all become holograms. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I had to guess. You know, we're, we're merging closer and closer to a video game anyway. Uh, so it's just a matter of time before we become one. Hey, Matt, there's this sort of saying whenever anybody leaves WWE that you'll always go back, right? Like, it's just something that people say. Like, everybody always goes back. They always have one more. But 
this is kind of a different era in that guys don't have to do that in order to be able to have make good livings. And I get what you're saying. It's obviously easier for a guy like you or maybe a guy like Cody who you know established himself in, in there and was able to sort of carry that with him. But you can make a good living without having to go do that. You know, speaking for yourself and then more broadly, just for professional wrestlers in general, do you feel like maybe that era of you'll always go back is maybe ending and more and more guys might just say, dude, for my life, there's no reason for me to ever go back. This is what's best for me. I don't want something other than this. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the business is just getting bigger. There's more bodies, so there's kind of a diversity of people. It used to be there was only one. You know, it's, it's just a very different age. And in this age, with digital marketing, you can be your own, you know, it's not about getting a job. It's about creating your own job. So, but there's a lot of cool things about WWE that, you know, kind of are undervalued. Just the, their high level of production and the people that work on the production crew and the staff. And there's just a lot of number. Uh, there's all sorts of reasons why somebody would, would go back to WWE. There's other reasons why they, they wouldn't. And um, what I think is great is that a lot of people are getting opportunities through WWE to create their own digital product. And then once they're done with WWE now, they're leaving with a million followers, and they can... And if they've curated a crowd that really is not just like into them because they're TV, but because of who the person is, then they can use those fans to make... You know, to have a relationship with these people who believe in them, who, who love that message, and that that's all they need to be set for the rest of their life. So they wouldn't need WWE anymore ever because they don't need the marketing tool that is the company. They already have the fans. They have the direct access to them through digital technology that they can use them to continue buying shirts and meet at events and come out to shows and shake hands and say hi. Basically, it's just like an old school uh, fan club. This, This time, the leader is actually part of it. The person who's the head of you know fan right. clubs about is actually <laughs> right. at the helm. Of fan club. <laughs> right. You can yeah. just you run your own fan club, it, and 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 so nobody has to take money from anybody anymore because they're creating it for themselves and they're generating revenue. So when a promoter says, "Hey, come on down," of course you're in addition to coming out, you're bringing people with you, you're bringing out your group, and you're establishing your own value, or you can run your own shows like what the Bucks and Cody are doing. They they have their own crowd. They talk to them every day, and they say, "Hey, we're going to be here." They come out. They say, "Hey, we're going to be there." They come out. Well, they're just cutting out the middlemen. You cut out Ring of Honor. You cut out whoever, and you make the money yourself. Yeah, it makes you know, all that's, that. That's the future of it. It it feels a lot like um, you know being in a band. You know what I mean? Like that. This is this is the way that you do it. Yeah, sure. It's easy when there's like a, a record company that wants to handle everything for you. But the truth is, overwhelmingly. What you experience is that for the for ninety nine point nine percent of like rock bands ever, this is what you do. This is how you live your life. This is how you make your money. Yeah, and I mean, you you. The thing is, is it depends on why you got into wrestling. There are people who got into it because they think it'd be cool to be on TV and be like some kind of reality show star. There's other people who just like wrestling. You know what I mean? They just want to be a part of it, or they love WWF growing up and. Now they want to be a part of it. You know, everybody gets into it for different reasons. I wanted to be a Japanese wrestler when I was a kid. Hmm. You know, so it's like you got to you got to think about what what got you into it, and what you want to be. If you know, does being on TV matter? Does being famous matter? Uh, how much social media do you want to actually be obligated to? 
it's interesting because when I got into wrestling, I just did it because I wanted to be inside a wrestling ring. I had no concept of all these other things that went along with it. I just kind of wanted to just get better and better at it, like, you know, uh, martial arts style, I, I think, uh, and, and less about being on TV. And, you know, that, that's why I'm so, that's why I can be content in the situation where I, I don't have a spotlight on me. People don't necessarily know who I am every yeah. day. I don't have to, like, always live in the wrestling bubble. I, I get to live outside of it. And, you know, I always wanted, like, I just, I, I like, I like, being a part of organizations and being in that bubble. So when you're there, you're just all about it. And for me, the times I felt the best in my life was like when I was on tour with Dragon Gator, on tour with New Japan, because you're a part of something, you believe in it, you want to share it with everybody. But, you know, you're not going out watching all these all this other wrestling. You know, you just are focused and you're doing your thing regardless of what anybody else is doing or what anybody else thinks. You're just, you you know, you're, you're creating and you're not worried about, oh, trying to, Please, somebody else, or do something like it, it was all on the. It, 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 I, I don't know. I'm kind of running off the running off the rails here, but <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all right. It's you know. By the way, it also gives you more time to be able to spend in the jungle, and that's the good thing about what you're doing, man. That's awesome, well, right? I mean, my God, you guys have these WWE guys work so hard. They're the hardest working people on earth, and sure, they get paid for it, but they also have a lot of expense. It's just very, you know. I don't get, when people are so hard on these guys, I'm like, I can't believe it. It's like, if you had any idea how hard they work, like, I've yeah. heard that. And I mean, plus the amount of, yeah, I mean, and then I think about the girls, it's even harder for them because they have, they have even earlier mornings and like, I mean, it's just very challenging for, for all those guys. And so it's, you know, I think a lot of them are happy to hear that they can make some money outside of WWE right now. However, the boom in wrestling won't last, but people have the ability now with digital media to capture an audience that might support them through whatever journeys they go on in life and lock those people, you know, and, and you, and, and have that to give them freedom in life to do whatever they want to go climb Machu Picchu. Uh, you know, and as long as you live, you don't get bought into that suit and ties matter and material stuff matters mindset, you know, then you might have a problem not being in WWE, but you know, if you're like me and you don't care and you think used things are cooler than new things, it's, works out pretty well that's awesome that's awesome well dude we can't wait to see it defy next friday night i know migs is pumped to it to have you out there the whole gang out there is stoked to have you it's going to be a great night for defy x friday night at washington hall go to defywrestling.com right now to get your tickets matt what can we plug for you man social media wise t-shirts anything like that yeah so definitely check me out on uh instagram uh, at Matt Seidel, M-A-T-T-S-Y-D-A-L. Uh, I think that you can find me at Twitter, but you have to type in find Evan, F-I-N-D-E-V-A-N. Uh, but it says Matt Seidel. I got new, I just dropped a new T-shirt on Monday night because uh, I do Monday night social media. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, and I to, to promote a new T-shirt that I got out that's got just this cool psychedelic look to it, and it's you know kind of on par with what I'm doing these days so that would be really cool people could check that out uh you know awesome awesome dude you're you're gonna love you're gonna love the defy experience man it's so freaking great uh dude we really enjoyed the conversation man thank you so much for taking the time we'd love to do it again down the road all right yeah sure i'll 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 be i'll I'll get to give uh seattle and defy x a rave review or perhaps a a negative negative uh what is that (laughs) 
a Yelp negative review. Yelp review. Yeah, a Yelp review, right. <laughs> depending, yeah. On how, depending on how my night goes and how well I'm received. <laughs> awesome. Great stuff. Really appreciate Matt Seidel taking the time for us. Migs, how stoked are you to have that dude out there for Defy? When when I saw that he was going to, A, take on Shane Strickland, which is going to be ridiculous, but I didn't even care who he was. He's like one of the guys I've always wanted to meet, talk to, and see wrestle. I mean, I've seen him as Evan Bourne, but it's a whole different dude now. I mean, yeah. He, it, it, there, I, uh, full disclosure, I, I, Evan Bourne never did anything for me. I, I appreciated what he did in the ring. I appreciated how much of a high flyer. You didn't love Air was, Boom? Come yeah, on. Right? What kind of dick are I you? Know, I know. It, it was Kofi's best tag team partner, clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, ever since he became reborn Matt Seidel, there's just, uh, you can tell he is comfortable in his skin as that character, and I think that's why it's translated so well to what he is now, and I, I can't, I, I can't even put into words how excited I am to see him at Defy X at Washington Hall. Well, Let's I, be honest, you're more excited to hang out with him before and after the yeah, show and see what you yeah, can get right. into. Yeah, I might, yeah, I might be bringing uh, 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 some mushrooms with me. Yeah, you never know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Everything's legal in Washington, so that's the good news. Is literally there's it's nothing. It's the wild west here, man. Yeah, no freaking doubt. All right, Migs, what else can we plug for you just besides a reminder, everybody, get to DefyWrestling.com, get your tickets, because uh, we still have a ton of listeners out that way from uh, AJ's days, and also thanks to Migs, of course. We have a ton of listeners out that way. But what else, what else can we plug yeah. for you and what you're doing? Yeah, DefyWrestling.com. Right now there's only standing room tickets left. All the seated tickets are sold out. It's going to be a great night. It's our one-year celebration. So, I mean, we're pulling out all stops for this show. More to, more to even be announced. It's going to be a great time. And also, you know, as I'm, I'm, I'm also involved with 3-2-1 Battle, which is a great underground vibe of wrestling and indie wrestling. Jeff Cobb's been there. Uh, lots of great wrestlers have been a part of it. Joey Ryan as well. And we just recently uh, started doing our show on Twitch. So if anybody wants to watch us, they're every other Friday, this, this Friday, when you're listening to this, so uh, this upcoming Friday, uh, we have our next one, which is what, the second, I believe, or whatever day it is. I'm, I'm losing track. I'm, I'm hanging out with Matt Seidel too much. Uh, but <laughs> just go to uh, twitch.tv slash 321 battle, the, the letters, I mean, the number's 321, uh, and you can watch us every other Friday at 9 p.m. West Coast time, and, and, and they're, they're also up there right now. Even if you're not able to watch it live, you can watch it whenever. Uh, so those are two things I'm very proud of, to be a part of uh, Defy Wrestling as uh, the, the host and uh, the, 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 the ring announcer, and then 3-2-1 Battle on the commissioner. Uh, the, the crooked commissioner, of course. Last, last one I was uh, just involved with, there's a heel faction called the Hellfire Club. I got a little involved with those guys in their match, so uh, things are getting a little interesting between me and those boys. So, so are you uh, putting it, that it, on your resume for putting in the GM of 205 Live? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they need me more than I need them. So I think it's just about time that they give me the call. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. I mean, you can find me on all the social media. It's just at I'm Steve Miggs. Awesome, man. Uh, love you. Uh, look forward to uh, New Orleans. It's going to be a great yes. time. Uh, I think that's the next time we're going to have you be our picker. But um, I, I know you've got awesome stuff coming up before then. But we will talk to you in a, in a little bit and appreciate you hopping on with us this week. And I'll try and grease the wheels with uh, Mr. Joey Janella and see if he could, uh, you know, fit four more dudes into the, the <laughs> yeah, right. spring break party. No doubt. Hey, they, they had a crazy uh, spring break battle royal last time, so maybe he can just, you know, throw us yeah, in. Yeah, right? We won't even notice that we're there. No, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll just have Glacier kick our head off or something like that. I think he won it last year, so. <laughs> Not opposed to that. All right, buddy. We'll I will see Glacier. Yeah, right, no doubt. All right, dude, we'll talk to you soon.
All right, guys. All right. Uh, just uh, Glenn and Aaron left now to uh, wrap up the show. Apologies that audio has not been perfect this week. It's mostly AJ's fault, but um, some of it's on our end, too, that we just got to get cleaned up. Because, unfortunately, every week we say, hey, this will be a good week to test out the uh, the board and make sure everything works and is good. Why don't we try to do something like 30 minutes before the show? And uh, that never ends up working out, unfortunately. So blame AJ for now. But... Uh, it is my promise that we will get things fixed in the next couple of weeks so that we will be more on point moving forward. That all being said, uh, we haven't even mentioned that you and I went to SmackDown this week. Yeah. We've got this far into the show, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that we were there. We went to three different shows. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't <laughs> stick around for the third. As soon as the announcement was made that there wasn't going to be any resolution for the championship, I said, Welp, see you later. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I had a long drive back yes. to, from yes. D.C., so if if there had been a championship match, I was actually very worried. I was it was a huge relief to me on a personal level when they aired that video because I was like, all right, we can go. I was very worried that he was going to say, all right, and in the main event, it's going to be Cedric Alexander versus whoever, whoever. Drew Gulak for the title. Right, and I was going to be son of a bitch, um, and so I would have just stuck around. Um, but we were there. I, you know, SmackDown itself obviously was just sort of a a final go home show. I think the big storyline is that they gave Sami Zayn a moment. Yep. Um, that he got a huge, huge win, um, pinning the champion. I don't care what you say. That's that's a big of a moment as I think Sami Zayn has had. Um, I mean, beating Kevin Owens in that match because because it was a feud. Okay, I'll give you that right because he technically like sort of won the blow off match. Of, I mean, he beat he yeah. beat AJ Styles a few weeks ago. This isn't the I know it, yeah, it was it was cleaner this time. This is way cleaner. Yeah, it's cleaner this time. There's no doubt about that. It was weird the way they built that with the because the, I expected the you know the two minute tap for Kevin Owens to come back and he oh he's just fine and he's gonna you right, know, take get part involved. In the beat. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know what exactly that was about. That was very odd. That's why I thought it was so big for Sammy, right? Because it was like, a twenty-five minute match, and he, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like, if it had been the other thing, I would have said, okay, it's just another chapter in this Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, blah blah. blah. This felt more like we want Sammy to be viewed credibly as a main event guy. That's what this felt like to me, um, and and I'm not saying that immediately is what he becomes because of it. But I think this is one of those moments that you look at and say, I don't think that a couple weeks ago that made him a credit. That was more just a goofy, Yes, you know, this ended up working yeah, out that I mean, way. If nothing else, it was a big step forward. Absolutely. Yeah, for okay. And, and, you know, again, uh, I think part of it, I'm, I'm very curious to see how, there's a lot of interesting things about that match. One, the fact that Owens tapped out, you know, a minute into that match or whatever without having really a payoff to it. That was odd. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm very curious. And I was sort of expecting at the end for him to be kind of like bitter about how it all happened. Like that was sort of what I was expecting from the Kevin Owens character is to start planting a seed, right? Like a right. division in that why you shouldn't, you have been more concerned about me, you know, at the end of the night right. or, you know, like I, that there, was, there were a number of ways they could have gone and they didn't go any of those directions. So it'll, it will be interesting. I assume they will address it, you know, at some point he'll, he'll cut a promo about how, you know, I wasn't going to fight this off. I had a bigger, bigger fish to fry than a SmackDown match or, or something, but uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm curious to see, and and part of it, we didn't get the commentary for that. We didn't get the commentary for AJ attacking Owens. That's true. And we didn't get the uh, commentary for 
Randy Orton coming out. That was right. another interesting right. thing. So it's possible that it got sold everywhere. But that's another one that's just like, huh. Uh huh. It's interesting. Like like I had said, well, but they do some of that sometimes around the Royal Rumble. But where rarely, it's just, rarely it's not. I'm going to get in the middle of the ring. I'm going to, you know, that would have happened after the. Match. I hear you. I do understand what you're saying about that, but I. Well, I'm, I'm just curious how they sold it. On I think I think it would be easy, and it's it's funny. Yeah, I don't know, but I think it'd be easy to just say reminder. This is how the oh, Royal yeah, that, Rumble that's works. That's absolutely what it was, and I'm sure at least one of it. But I'm, I am curious how Graves because to see if it was just clearly okay. Everyone's you know. In step, okay, this is about. Or if they were the trying Royal to Rumble. sow the seeds of Randy yes, Orton. Yes, how, how, right. did, how did Phillips and uh, Byron talk about that? Did he say, did they say, oh, this is bad? Or did they say, oh, what's every man for themselves? Every, you know, Randy right. Orton just proving that. So, um, yeah, a few interesting things, but overall, you're right, it was just more or less a, all right, here's the breath. Here's the setup. Yep. You, you know, they had already put the pieces together, so you didn't really have to do much. And, and that was that. I don't know why they wouldn't extend the mix match challenge and you know like i almost think that that shouldn't be this is gonna sound goofy given the amount of talented people that they have and given their inability to find credible secondary storylines to the women beyond the championship belt watching the mix match challenge makes me think they should consider a mixed tag team championship belt that they should consider creating a division perhaps one that exists across both you know raw and smackdown um, that it would allow for another look. They just their storytelling with women beyond the championships is not great. No, it's just not we, great. We've been saying that for a year and a half now. This is easy. Yeah, this is easy. And right now they're doing with the biggest stars on the card. But there's plenty of people that probably could use something a little bit better creatively. I'm not saying that it would continue as its own show necessarily, but I think there's something to this. It's fun right now, and that's what makes this show work, is it's just fun. It's just pure fun. That's right. all it is. And that's what I, I truly love about it is that it you get the, you know, you don't have to worry about, okay, how does this affect storyline? You can go out there, you can have a match, you can get goofy with it, you can have, you know, right. trying trying to have Asuka take the right, L. Take the L, exactly. And then um, have Miz say all those things without Asuka knowing what he's saying. And Yeah, it's it just, it's kind of all per. It's wonderful, and it's something that you couldn't get because you couldn't have Asuka and Miz teaming together. You you really couldn't do that on right. the main roster for t- for mix that challenge. You can do it, and it's fun, and it's something that you know the crowd was into. That they were more into that than just about anything else the entire night. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I I think there's something there. I'm just I, yeah. I, I but the question is, is it there because it's so loose because the wrestlers can I have fun with saying. it, or is it there because there's an appetite for mixed match? And, and what I would say is, why not find out? Right. Um, why not give that a shot? I think that it, it's something that you can exist. Look, more belts are always good in professional wrestling because it gives purpose. You know what I mean? And there's enough scenarios where. I don't know if Maurice is going to wrestle again, but it was sort of clear that she wanted to wrestle again before she got pregnant. Um, I think there are opportunities when you don't have Mike and Maria Canellis. If Maria mm-hmm. decides that she wants to wrestle again, she, she has indicated on Twitter she recently wants to, okay. that she does. Yeah. So there's there's plenty of opportunities that exist there. I think for for something that could live and could be its own thing. And maybe you say you keep it as its own show in order to allow it to be entertaining, right? right. You know, like that's that the entertainment value you think is important that you should separate it from being a a competition type of thing, but I think there's something there. I I like it a lot. Yeah, there's something there. I don't know what it is. And maybe the something is we need more non-canon stuff, whether it's right. mixed match challenge, okay. maybe when the mixed match challenge is done you do something a little bit different but along the same vein. 
something along those lines. There, there is definitely something there, though, and something they need to tap into. Well, of course, you know, it's Raw versus SmackDown, though, and that only happens. It only happens once a year. Once a year. Well, but at Survivor uh, Series. Hey, this is non-canon. They can say that. <laughs> so silly. Uh, anything else from being there on uh, Tuesday night that jumped out at you at all? Uh, no, nothing really. Um, as I said, we who said, was it that we were kind of like the reaction to? Where you're like, whoa, that was different. There was somebody early on in the night that the reaction to caught us off guard. Ah, uh, man. Let me see. Well, let's see who it could have been. Right. Let, let's run through the card here. There was. It wasn't Gable or Uso. I don't think. Was it? No, it was. Remember, they were chanting. Uh, oh, that's right. The, they they were actually chanting for, Gable. for Gable. There was or, there no, was, no, it was Gable sucks. There was dueling Gable sucks. Let's go Gable chants, and yeah. we were like, "What the? Yeah, people give a shit about Chad Gable. Good like, for them. That was really interesting. <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm really glad because yeah. you know they're doing things right and they're paired against the right people. So. You know, we've always said it doesn't matter if they like you or hate you for the most part, as long as right. you don't, as long as you don't try to force it one way or another. But as long as you're getting a reaction, that's a good thing. And when you're getting the reaction you're supposed to get, it's even better. No doubt about that. So, uh, yeah, that that really worked out for Gable. Um, you know, the Riot Squad still is there's the worst nothing. stable in the there's history nothing. of it's wrestling. So, it's really not. There's a zero. It's a zero. I, I did enjoy the uh, the little sequence when she kept ducking Naomi's kicks though before Naomi uh, hit her with the kick. Uh, right, right, right. I mean, the Riot that, Squad have about as much to offer as a faction as Daryl Morcel has to offer as an outside shooter. Ooh. It's a joke that like two people will get. Yes. So I'll just it'll be me and you. By the way, we're the two that exactly. Get that. The Job Squad was a better stable. Yeah, it was. It was. There's no doubt about that. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back next week to recap all of it, um, and then we got a busy February locally. So I think we're gonna have a lot of guests from the local promo- promotions. There's also a WWE star that promised me they will be making time and they will be making it happen to be a part of the in, show. In addition, in the with, weeks. with next month, as far as the uh, MCW, they they also just announced they they're moving up their big tribute to the legends. Right. The convention will be in April. Yeah. So. Late Shawn, February, Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash. Nash. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a decent chance we get someone big f- I through that. I would like to hope so. Yes. I would like to hope so. All right, uh, let's get your plugs in. Uh, you're on Twitter. At the AO Store. We're on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Uh, the email? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Um, I tried desperately to get this man on this show this week, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, yeah, I believe this. Yeah, true. I've heard this from a, a million times, by the way. Go ahead. Fair enough. Uh, WWE is coming to town this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are wank, doing wank, a wank, show wank, on, wank, on wank. Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, and Friday morning I will be talking to one Elias mm. for the Baltimore Sun. Mm. No, I would have hated to have talked to him. That I would know. have been terrible. God, that would have been awful if we would have had Elias on the show. I tried. He's just horrendous. He's, he's, just horrendous. I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it, to be fair. This is going to be like pulling F, teeth. Go F yourself. And, uh, go yeah. F yourself. God. All right. Uh, he's on the list, too. He is on the He's list. He's on the list. Got to keep that in mind. He that, is on the a, list. I, I'm sure that's something I will ask him I have about. No doubt. All right. Uh, that's coming up at the Baltimore Sun. Uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Uh, thanks again to Steve Miggs. Thanks also to Matt Seidel for those guys for a, the, the main event, 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 AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. And for uh, Aaron, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. There we go.